Last time on Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. Hey, Lower Deck, what do you think about your time on the Enterprise so far? <sighs> the only thing that can make it better is a magic sex scandal, but I guess I'll just have to live without that. Not every mission deserves warp seven. Sometimes they only require impulse power. Bobby, the worst Starfleet mission still better than if the If there's best. a warp ten, there has to be a warp one. You guys, I looked it up on the Intergalactic Meteor Database, and I found that Ensign Johnson served on three other ships. You'll never guess what they are. USS Jag. The USS Porno. USS Cop Rock. Wow. Extra pips for all of you. They cells are great, guys, but I can't get over pylons. And now, the conclusion. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 7 of Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. I am Cameron, whose ethical programming must have been disabled growing up because I never thought it was a good idea to watch Star Trek TNG. But here to help destroy my existing organic brain cells and turn me into a TNG machine, the Thanos to my nebula, Rob Campbell. Snap. (laughs) The Palpatine to my Anakin, Miss Bobby Blue. I feel like this is a Star Wars thing again. Didn't we yeah, cover this? I think, like, I, think, I think you were the Obi Wan to my Anakin last episode when you weren't uh, here. Watch out for too much sand in your eyeballs. I don't know. Like, wasn't it like <laughs> anyway? Whatever. <laughs> and beaming into the guest seat, the terrifying giant computer to my evil lady from Superman Three from Strange New Pod, Julian Brown. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. A Superman 3 reference. I don't know whether to be insulted or honored. How did I know you were going to... I had a feeling you were going to use that somehow. And it is a terrifying (laughs) image. (laughs) Oh, man. That's one of my, like, top five... Yeah, nightmare candy. Nightmare fuel. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That one is something. Meanwhile, the man who always makes sure his calculations are accurate, producer, John T. Bolds. You know, sometimes making a podcast feels like Peeling your fingernail back and jamming your your other your fingertip in there to make your emotions feel different. Ouch. That's my second least favorite visual: is peeling your fingernail back after the Superman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Robot, Robot lady, lady still takes the first fingernail, yeah. and then that commercial where the fo- toe fungus lifts up the toenail. Oh god, that's the second <laughs> yes. worst image. Hundred percent. Yep. What what if Lore's data chip had been in his toenail? Like, how oh. different would this episode have been just from that small And he change? had to chew on it to get it open. <laughs> He'd take oh. his shoe off, yeah. He had to chew his nails to get it open. Uh, like a really hard pill cap. Oh. Android foot fetish fans uh, yeah. all happy now. <laughs> Space wiki <That's> feet. <laughs> well, Julian, thank you very much for being on our season seven premiere episode. Yeah. It's exciting to have you on. I am thrilled to be on just I I, I love TNG so uh to to be on and and, and for this episode this two parters uh it's it's something so uh mm-hmm. it, it's a premiere it's, it's a premiere it's <laughs> so surely something it's it is something uh it's funny I've actually watched this episode unintentionally before you invited me a few weeks ago uh and then this time and I haven't really changed my opinion much I mean I've seen it multiple times but yeah, it's yeah. still you know, <laughs> I meant to email everybody, and I think maybe I don't know if we can think of it throughout the episode, but I kind of do want to rank our our two parters. Like maybe one day no. we should have a list of of the oh, you know which two parter is the best to, to worst. It's a good idea. Maybe. Well, I will say we do have to give this two parter credit, no matter how we rate it. It was written. They knew how the second part was going to go when they wrote like they wrote the parts together, and that was rare up huh. to this point. 
There was some nice uh, foreshadowing that happened in episode one that I'm going to point out that I was happy for. We should probably wait till we finish all the two-parters this season before we do that. That's a good idea. Well, I just thought we could, like, keep it updated every time there's a new Mm, mm, mm two-parter. I like that, Rob. Also, keep in mind that, that, like, the writers were all kind of, like, generally disappointed in the two-part, the second part. Hmm. Mm. I feel like the second part, if they, even though they wrote it with the first part, I still feel like there might have been some placeholders. Like, and then they do something to the sun to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, I feel yeah. like maybe there was a couple placeholders because yeah, we'll get to it. But <laughs> that, that's a couple that's of easy outs to, <laughs> yeah. on this app. <laughs> well, Julian, you love uh, TNG. Why don't you tell us more about your history with Star Trek? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a TNG baby. It's it was my my first Trek. Uh, my mom showed it to me, and I grew up in the '80s, so at a very young age. Um, my my first like movie memory is the Undiscovered Country. So that's my yeah. favorite Trek movie. Um, no one can, can tell me otherwise. I adore that movie, but TNG, TNG is like my love. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, obviously that turned into doing a Star Trek podcast and, uh, meeting you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a very long story, but I'm just a TNG baby and I love it. So I'm glad to be finally like talking about TNG on another podcast. Cause I feel like I get invited for like strange new worlds and discovery mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like. Let's talk some TNG. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm stoked. Let's go back a few decades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I didn't have gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Strange New Pod. You're three years in now. Uh, we are about to hit four, which four, is okay. which is wild. I I don't know when that happened. I really don't. You know the the <laughs> pand- like pandemic time is not real time. So mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, going on four years. I. I I did not expect it to ever last that long, but uh, here we are. Uh, four years and going on over 200 episodes. If you don't count the numbered ones, we didn't number. <laughs> <laughs> not bad for, you know, a series that has 20 episodes aired so far. Of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously uh, we, we started as a Strange New Worlds podcast, but then the pandemic happened <laughs> and uh turned into a, a whole lot more than just Strange New World. So we we talk everything. We talk all track. We deep dive the movies, the episodes. We are gonna I, I guess I could save that plug for the end. I'll tell it anyway so you guys could just groan. Uh but we're gonna do two VIX on Thursday. So Ooh. I'm like mentally preparing mm. myself oh. for for that. That's gonna be <laughs> I know about that only because of lower decks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. God, we yeah. love Lower Decks, though. I don't know about you guys, oh, but like, yes. oh, yeah. we freaking love it. I finally finished it. I just I just listened back to our Descent Part 1 podcast where I was like, did not know you, what you guys were talking about, and I thought I had finished Lower Decks, but it turned out I <laughs> had kind of forgot about it for a while. So I'm, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all caught up now. It's very good. All right. Excellent. Now you know who Badgie is. Yes, yeah. now I know Badgie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. It's pretty good. I was like, wait a minute. There's still like another half. I still have a couple seasons to go. It was pretty exciting to discover that I hadn't finished it. There's Sweet. so many people that poo-poo it just because it's animation, right? But really? it's like, it's some of the best track out there. It, like, it, it really, yeah. really, like, season four was a perfect season of television, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, easy. I just love the voice. I love all those voice actors. There's all oh, little yeah. comedians yeah, that same. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yep. Well, this week we did watch TNG. We watched The Descent Part 2. And for that title, there is a disappointing lack of people going down on each other. So <laughs> I think we can come up with a more accurate title. Said that right when Julian was taking a drink. <laughs> almost, I almost spit all over Will Riker, and I, I saw it so close. <laughs> oh yeah, he may have been into that. I don't know which Riker mm-hmm. is that. Mm-hmm. That is uh, First Contact Riker. Okay. Oh, nice with the gray. Yeah, with the gray. DS9 uniform. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had a black and white Riker. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, right? 
Like they should make a. They have a Dixon Hill, like a black and white Dixon. They do. Hill well, they have figure. they have Dixon Hill figures, but I don't think they're black no, and white. No, no, it yeah. shouldn't yeah. be. It should be. Yeah. 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 Uh, who wants to go first with their titles? I don't want to go first. <laughs> <sighs> mine aren't great, so I can set the bar low if you want. Yeah, set the bar low. Okay, because mine are awesome. Well, my, so I started with really bad. I started with the Rage of Lortron, and I, <laughs> I did not like it. Didn't like it. So I moved on. I've but got you kept it. I yes. <laughs> I, see, I still sneak it in and get my cake and eat it too. I've got let's get ethical, ethical, mm-hmm. or if you want to go with the B plot, let's get metaphysical, metaphysical. It's always good when you have to sing it for it to make sense. It's always good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so surely you can do better than that. Bobby, you got me? Um, <laughs> I was, I had a song version one. I was like, that's too long and it's too stupid. But the physical one, mm. that's pretty good. Um, I went with AI twins gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Data. Doesn't understand modern data, data on memory and emotion. Data doesn't see fingernail behaviors. Data doesn't see shit. Bro's got to go. (laughs) (laughs) Bro's got to go. I like that. There we go. Like, how could data, like, not get some of this stuff? But anyway, yeah. I've got questions about data. Mm -hmm. Julian, do you have any? I do. Uh, Much like Cameron, I I feel like I started horribly and got to something decent. Uh, my first was Descent Part Two, Android Borg Boogaloo. Nice. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. It's, it's yeah. okay. It's, good. it's yeah. a good starting point. Yeah. Take that. Or a Borgaloo. Or Borg. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was thinking Borg. An electric Borgaloo. How about I was that? thinking that? Borgaloo. That's really what I should have done. That's, no, it's good. We're there. It's all right. Um, number two, going back to the B plot, was Bev's got a brand new groove. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to be in the captain's chair. Oh, that was fuck pretty yeah. sweet. That's yeah. Got a groove back. Yeah. That's a good one. And then this is my favorite. Going back to to the planet with Lore and, and the Borg, nothing compares to Hugh. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was go. trying that's to think of a it. Hugh one. That's yeah. Oh, and yeah, that's great. Actually, that's fucking Thanks. perfect. John, John, what you got? I didn't. I've been okay. <laughs> so busy in all over the place. I didn't even come up with one this week. I have got. Uh, it's the reunion. The reunion. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. delightful. This next one is like ninety percent there. Hugh Dolph, the Borg-hosed reindeer. A word that rhymes with reindeer. <laughs> so the way it's Hugh Dolph, the Borg-hosed something uh, in the cave of the misfit Borgs. Wow. Uh, hate and fear? Uh, yeah, reindeer, like something Robosphere. Mm. I can't rhyme reindeer. I can't think of a good reindeer. And it's Borg-hosed because of all those hoses coming out of their necks that you... Yeah, yes, one simple yes, pull. Yeah. So there, I'm, we'll talk about the Borg-hoses later. Hey, maybe you just haven't thought that the Borg could have a tear. Yeah. No, this like one's the Borg's can. tier. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Pudel sad Borg hosed <laughs> ro- robot tears. Maybe nope. by the end of the episode. Yep. Okay. Man, it's halfway. It's almost there. But the you know, misfit misfit Borgs, all those broken down Borgs down there in the caves. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we start. Lore gets to Lorkshire, the crew of the prize. I think seven seasons said we need to come up with a nickname for the Enterprise guys. <laughs> is, it, is it just the prize? Hmm. Did we do that? Generally referred to as the big D. Right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, we could do the that. Fat we one. could do D. Yeah. <laughs> the fat one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Anyways, so he's uh, he's talking to them, and uh, we, yeah, we do find out this was all Hugh's doing. So he was not a red hewing in part one. He was actually part of this plot. Yes, it was good and did not get the attention it deserved last episode. So I'm 
bringing it back because hewing and herring is is hard to for me to wrap my head around. Also, hewing is a word. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Try it every episode of this season and we'll see when it finally snaps into place. <laughs> it probably would have snapped into place cuz he was supposed to be a pretty big character in this this uh two-parter and they got cut out like, oh did he like you don't matter you know like <laughs> like they just <laughs> yeah they had too many like subplots and themes going on and everything got kind of you know he got shaded. hewed out yeah something like that mm-hmm. what did they shoot stuff that got cut out or just cut from the script he was supposed to be a, a much bigger role like obviously right you're bringing back hugh like pretty big deal mm. with the Borg are here, but did they cut him in the script stage, or did they film some of that stuff? Because uh, there's, there's, I had a question about a part later on when he just suddenly appears at the meeting, and I'm like, what? That's a good point. It's very yep. just yeah, like, like sudden. Yeah. Hi, Hugh. Uh, sorry, you don't get any kind of dramatic introduction or reintroduction. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're well, just actually, here. Yeah, I don't know if they even actually <laughs> filmed some of the other stuff, so maybe you're right. Maybe. It could have been Spock coming around the corner. Hey, it's me again <laughs> in a cave. Remember me? It's me in a cave again. Even Frakes does the, like, Hugh? Like, yeah. he's shocked to yeah. see him there, right? Yeah. I do love that it turns out that uh, Jordian Crusher's humanitarian solution to Hugh actually almost functioned the same way as the genocide solution Picard was going for. If Lore hadn't stumbled across them, oh yeah, they would have. They would have figured their their shit out. Probably. I don't know. They they said they wouldn't have. Yeah. Well, what, do they, what do they know? They're idiot humans now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Humans are humans are obsolete. They don't know what they're talking about. Although I guess it only affected one ship. Or are we supposed to believe all the Borg are having identity crises now? No, I think it was just the one cube. I think it was the one ship, but like had that ship then come across a cube and mm. gotten on the Queen's radar and they tried to reassimilate them, that mm. could have caused some crazy yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else could have found the Borg and then <laughs> led them? Oh, man. Besides Packlets? I mean, I, obviously, Packlets is always my go to. Yeah. Packlets is always my first thought. Yeah. But You are strong. Uh, <laughs> the outrageous Okana just suddenly O'Con- with yeah. like yep. a whole like board team yeah. going on heist with him to help reunite lost loves. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like in some weird way the Vulcans could pull it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vulcans would have been a good mm-hmm. helpful. Version. They could logic them, just like mind meld them and give them logic and yeah. get rid of the chaos. Yeah, yeah, I see it. <laughs> they had yeah. just come across that uh, that cryogenic tube from the end of season one Ooh. with all the uh, 20th century humans in it. I love that episode. <laughs> How about the first TNG enemy and the last TNG enemy? Get the Ferengi in there taking over oh, the Borg cube profit. and them all into, yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give them all jobs. Yep. That's almost Shades of Picard, though. That's like Shades of Picard season I know, one, I know. right? We, like, like Picard season yeah. one has, has been floating around. We're backwards engineering Picard season one. <laughs> Let's face it. Probably the second option after Laura would have been Jeff Bezos would have got them all yeah. and working for Amazon. <laughs> delivering, yeah. you know. Mark Twain could have somehow oh, Twain. gotten transported into the cube. <laughs> sure. Or what about the uh, the flute probe and they were all sent back to live a lifetime with the flute people? As a collective. What if they were all married to that woman? Yeah. As a collective. <laughs> and they all learned the flute simultaneously. Just all the Borg sitting there with the one pal hanging out. like yeah. Actually, this makes me kind of want a Borg concert. <laughs> because mm. can you imagine? Mm. Percussion, mm. winds, brass, second winds, second whatever they do. 
We already have that. Yeah. It's the band Fish, man. They're so oh, in, they're in one mind. They're in, they're just like insane. Okay, enough. You know? if we let Rob go. It's uh, the rest of the episode. Yeah, exactly. So, um, oh, that's just one song. I'm singing yeah. a fish song. <laughs> I don't know. My alternate title. I'm going to sing a fish song, and for the alternate title of this episode. <laughs> So I love that Picard takes the Skywalker strategy with Data, and he's there's good in you, Data. I can tell there's still good in you. Well, Data still called him Captain. Data called him Captain, which I thought was strange. Yeah, yeah. Still recognizes rank. Yeah, I was like, why didn't you call him like, hey, John Picard? <laughs> yeah, not even not even Jean Luc. Just run up, John Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like take on like a a Q version. Hey, Johnny L. What a yeah. JL, yeah. <laughs> but because that's because data is still data. It like, makes no sense that he is forgotten. Like yeah. Lore doesn't say I got rid of all your memory. Mm-hmm. He has all the same memory. Yep. And somehow he still can choose not to do that. That's what I don't like about this. Well, that's that that's my question. So, Bobby, let me ask you then. Mm-hmm. If you found out that I was partially lobotomized, so I'm missing the part of my brain that You're can not like tell partially? right from wrong. Well, oh. what's well, you know hypothetical? Oh, hypothetical. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a hypothetical world where I'm not partially lobotomized, mm-hmm. I get that way. I can no longer tell the difference between right and wrong, and I'm being filled with only hate and rage. And I kill Rob and John. What? Am I responsible for that? Well, how can you explain that if that later data makes decisions still based on your preface of like I can only have hate and rage? He starts to think about things, so I don't think he's tuned off to that. He's mm-hmm. manipulated, but he hasn't lost memory. He doesn't. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He hasn't forgotten about what Jordy has done or or Picard. So but I he's don't... an emotions addict. He becomes addicted to emotions, though, and he, he does like a junkie, mm-hmm. an emotions junkie, that. and lowers his dealer. I guess, but I don't see how. Like, even if you get like really like ten cocaine hits for feeling like <laughs> anger, that takes away like the thousand cocaine hits, figuratively speaking, with the laughs and the fun and the poker and the and the like. I don't understand how that's still in Data's brain. And the not torturing your best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. point you to the documentary Twenty Eight Days Later, where a drop of blood in your <laughs> eye can make you suddenly a rage monster and forget all of that shit. But all of this is true. Like, like Lore doesn't erase Data's memory. He has every memory he's ever had up to this right. point. Yeah. He just has a little, he has like a little aggression in two emotions, like rage, rage and whatever. Like, why, do, why does that mean that like, you still don't have love and compassion or like, these are my friends. Like, I don't believe that just because you get it. Well, I mean, they, they seem to imply that the big thing is that he disabled his ethical programming because when they re-enable that, when they reboot it, you see him start to yeah, make... Right. It's his ethics chip that's the problem. Good choices, even though he's still angry. Yeah. yeah. His memories okay. are just memories, not emotional memories. I mean, we know that Data has emotions, but he he's not remembering the good times and happiness because yeah. he doesn't have those things. He could remember the physical, like, what happened 10 years ago. He's sure but, remembering how to be snarky, though, in his right. whole opening speech, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this is definitely a part where like the writers wanted Data to be evil, but didn't really have a clear idea on how to make that happen. So it's it's a weak point. Ethics chip is a good enough. Ethics chip malfunction is a good. It was that or literally give him a mustache to twirl. So, yeah, (laughs) I also thought that Spider was so busy, like putting everything into lore in this episode, who he plays so extraordinarily well that Mm -hmm. like his acting as data suffered in this episode. It just mm-hmm, didn't yeah. come like, it just didn't work. Right. It didn't feel like he made a choice as data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He was like, do I just do sort of like lore light? 
Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it was. And, it was, and, and that's weird to say about Brent Spiner because Brent Spiner's like, if you watched Picard season three, is so good at doing both at the same time. And mm-hmm. this was just very strange. Well, you watch Brothers where he does both. Well, plus right. Soon, right. And like, they're yeah. all great. Yeah. yeah. But he, also, I mean, the writers didn't really give him much to work with. I'm no. not sure. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really explore what it means to like not have those they're not exploring what his emotions of rage and hate are they just keep throwing those words around but it's like those are big words what does that what is he angry about what is he afraid of what are these negative emotions how are they being filtered through him and they do not touch that at all yeah no and and they don't they also don't talk about why like how come Cronus isn't picking up on hughes like descent yeah Mm-hmm. Isn't he mm-hmm. still connected? But like he's obviously like helping. Like he's a. We don't know what's going on with that subplot either. Yeah, I mean, way to work the episode title in, though. I was going to say way. the titular <laughs> descent. Yeah. I didn't even really yeah. think of how the oh, descent. Look! Look at that. There you go. <laughs> I get sometimes kind of picky about things like that, and I was like, I don't think anything was really explained to enough degree. And then for when all I read... the talking in this episode, there wasn't a lot that was actually said. But there's a lot yeah. of talking in this episode. <laughs> Yeah. That's well put. Yeah, they touch on a lot of interesting stuff. And I know it's only 45 minutes, but yeah, they... They should have made this part two a two-parter is what Cameron's thinking. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Descent part two, part one. <laughs> but they are busy with uh, their B-plots, uh, which, I mean, I, I enjoy, but it is one of those things where I'm like, maybe let's focus some of that time over on the story you're actually trying to tell. But we get mm. Crusher... The, the Bev Bridge? In control, yes. Oh, that's fucking great. Thank God we see Crusher mm-hmm. as Captain. Talk, I'm so. Should we talk about Tate for a moment? Mm. Sure. Yeah. Jumping right oh, to Tate. Yes. Let's jump to the IMDb minute on. Uh, we're talking about Tate. Talking Tate. Okay. Alex Datcher. Okay. She's known for Passenger 57 and The Expert mm. and Star Trek and 18 Wheels of Justice. She's in 38 Things. We're going to go to the bottom and start there. Starting in 1990 in Beauty and the Beast TV series. Nice. Oh, hey. In Living Color, one episode. She thinks she's a fly girl? If you're only Could in one be. episode of Living Color, you're not a cast member, so. True. Fly girls were cast members, like, Jennifer Lopez was a fly girl, yeah, right? But, but, yeah, yeah, she but was. Not a lot of one <laughs> episode uh, actors in it. She's only in the one episode of Star Trek. Sorry, Zandra Tate. I thought it was Aquiel for a second. <laughs> oh it looked God. like her, yeah. Um, uh, diagnosis murder. Oh, jury duty. Jury duty, yeah. Sliders. Martin. Martin was on my TV earlier today. Oh, yeah. Ah. Man, I haven't seen any Martin sister, for sister, a long time. Through 2020, Trek Untold, a podcast, but not much after 20, like 2006. That's Matthew's show. He's great. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. Cool. He's on top of getting his stuff on IMDb. He is. Not much <laughs> yeah. after 2006, so. Wow. Oh, shit. Law and Order Sport Utility Vehicle. Wait, was that actually a show? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like oh, a short, God. maybe? Sport Utility Vehicle. Yeah. Oh, funny. She looks a lot like uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. What's What's kind of funny is that like she wasn't even supposed to be in this episode. It's supposed to be Barkley. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because oh. he would have been the next kind of senior officer ish or like whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but he had a that actor was not available and or cost too much, and so they rewrote it. They just said, <laughs> "Nah." 
And the other, okay. the the lieutenant, his amount of scorn toward her makes a lot oh. more sense if it's Barkley. That mm-hmm. it's like, okay, why are you so hostile toward her? Yeah, but he, because that guy's like sixty and is still a lieutenant. That's why. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what if it was Barkley and Mott the barber and uh, who else is on board at this time? Right. Uh, Spot. I, I think I think uh, Tate is great in this. Like. Tate's one of yeah. my favorite things in it. And also like her um kind of nemesis uh ensign or whatever. Like what wait, wait, he's a lieutenant, she's an ensign. He's, yeah. Um, I kind of like that tip for tat. It's one of the only things that actually is like bookends <laughs> in this. Their mm-hmm. conflict is bookended. It's yeah. it's kind of solved and And it's nice because it's not like that big a conflict. It's like, yeah, there's yeah. some a little bit, but it's like, yeah, they're still working together. Yeah, you know? so much yeah. so you think that Tate would be coming back or be a big deal or, like, maybe do other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that they wanted to do, like, the you know, you remember back in, was what was it, season two is the, what, uh, Go- Gomez. Ensign Gomez? Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. wanted to do, like, more things with Ensigns, and then they just never brought them back, whether they went and got, like, bigger roles <laughs> or just were like, mm, nope, not gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Jordy's lucky to get a couple lines, so we can't bring in a new one. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, like DS9 did the nice thing where they kind of had that new person in for a couple episodes, and then she wound up being the yeah uh, the the bad guy, the killer, double agent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think Crusher passes the first test of any Starfleet captain. She has a great uh, captain's log voice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the priority. Yeah. Could the holodeck create a a crew on the like you have like a. Get Moriarty on the on the bridge, and oh. uh, I don't know. Can you do that? Can you Rob a- is just sitting here backward engineering every <laughs> series in new Star Trek. Like. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, there's a hologram in that's uh, Prodigy, Picard, yeah. right? Oh, no, Prodigy. Oh, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah. Mm. But also in Picard, right? They have a- and Voyager. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted Einstein and and uh, oh, sure. Stephen Hawking. I wanted Stephen yeah. Hawking. I wanted those guys on yeah. the on the bridge. That's all. All right. Heck, Heck yeah. 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 I was really hoping, though, that her skeleton crew, because they sent all the, you know, the important people down to the planet, apparently, just left her with the skeleton crew. I was hoping it would just be the kids and the families and all the non kids. <laughs> like, Alexander would be on an Apple box up at his dad's station, and that little girl from Imaginary Friends, she'd be piloting. Yeah. Keiko's at this, like, she's at, like, some comms yeah. thing. Like, watering a plant. She's up there watering plants. <laughs> There was like the historian from the big goodbye. Like, what if he had to go up there and fly the ship? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know how to do this. Or, <laughs> or have Wesley be visiting and have it be a huge oh. Wesley mo- and and Beverly st- like standoff and just oh. like rolling his eyes and second guessing her the whole time. <laughs> and she could say, "Shut up, Wesley!" Yeah, yeah. Oh, slap him at the same so time. Yeah. I'd watch that episode. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wait, she's captain. I mean. Come on, man! I got powers, Mom. Remember that? T- remember that time you made me play that sex game <laughs> that everybody got addicted to? Uh, he holds that over. He does over hold her forever. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't she slap him in that episode? Yep. Yeah, I think. Mom. Yeah. See how bad this episode is? Like we're creating already like eight different episodes that could be this episode. Just saying, don't, don't, yeah. don't forget this that's when you rate a, it. That's not a sign of how bad it is. We do this yeah. on everything. Uh, we're uh, just clever, not, creative. Not, the plot is a sign of how bad deep, it is. Yeah, I would say not that bad. <laughs> I mean, but Beverly fucking crushes it. 
Yes. Yeah, and she, she, she does not have a crew of children, though I'm going to bring the children up later. Let's put a pin in the children. That sounds bad. Children. But she doesn't have them. She's got Tate. She's got ugly Val Kilmer down flying the ship. <laughs> I didn't know watch it again. It's exactly who it is. Oh, my God. How do we feel about Beverly's captain phrase? Mark. Mark. Mm, Mark. Needs work. Needs, needs work. Can, can we workshop that? I, I think it works. Mm. I think it's simple. Simple sometimes I, I, is good. She's a she's a doctor. Like I said, Mark, go do it. I but she Cut. also she also did this. Operate. Mark. Yeah. Like almost like yeah. an incision. Like yes. she, she did be like, and now. But I mean, what else would you do? Well, imagine if she said engage, right? Like then or you know, make it so, and then everybody'd be like, Oh yeah, they're definitely messing around, right? She's like, like right. Take two yeah. of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> there we go. And then she points to her nuts. She's like, Take two of these. I don't know what she does. I would have loved her to say, uh, Beverly crush it. Mark. Oh, yeah. crush, crush it. Crush it. Yes. Crush it. Yes. That's it. Crush That's it. Phrase. Okay. Well, I can't beat one. that, but yeah. And I know that Mark, the way she's using this, not a name, but it did make me think like, well, your husband's name was Jack. Like, should it be just be like, Jack it up? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. She's past that. No? Okay. It's too long. What if she panicked and she's like, oh, I hadn't thought of this. And she's like, make ship go. <laughs> or something. Go, 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 Bev it up. Bev it up. Bev it up. I like that too. That's good. That's some good ones. You can too, uh, chime in in the social media. What's your favorite? What's your proposed Bev catchphrase? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So back down on the planet, we've got uh, Troy Cardi is the <laughs> Troy Cardi. Nice. The thruple name for them. Uh, they're all thrown into a holding cell. Apparently, Lauren Data learned all they knew about hostage taking from those diehard on the starship. Mm-hmm. Gang, because yep. so. they just let them hang out by themselves and yeah, and talk amongst themselves. Make all the all the time to make plans. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yep. the weird Borg arm phaser, like you did, in that is passed around in this episode. Let's uh, let's listen to the audio clip, John. Speaking right. of that, give me your visor. Why? Give it to me, or I will take it by force. With this combination garage door opener camera lens cleaner. Yep. <laughs> the little bulb, the little air bulb. The thing. Little, yeah. Definitely looked like the little air bulb. Yes, yeah. it did. Hmm. Yeah. Like, this is what the Borg fire? This? I know. <laughs> you have assimilated billions of cultures with this? It seems like instead of the bulb of air, they should have at least assimilated like a canned, a canned air they have like attached. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> with a little red straw. Mm-hmm. I think they should have just assimilated a can of snakes, and that's what they use. Ooh, that's good. Here, <laughs> want a snack? Poof. Right. That sound clip kills me. It, it it just goes like back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like it just feels like the writers kind of didn't give a crap about this episode, and then the actors like, well, if they don't give a crap, we're just not gonna act. Like it's just <laughs> so dry. It's mm-hmm. so just not like on. On point with what they usually do in mostly like even bad episodes, they act well. And this one, they were just like, 
eh, let's let's get our paycheck and go home. Yeah. You know, yeah. honestly, though, after our little hiatus and we're coming back and we're kicking the dust off of this podcast, I kind of understand that the, the actors might have had the same true. problem. They're like, okay, okay fair, fair, get fair. back into the zone. They had a summer vacation <laughs> and they're like a little out of it. You know, they were all a little sunburnt. I don't know if you noticed, yeah. they all had some. <laughs> they were able to get pretty back into it with Best of Both Worlds Part 2, though. Just saying, like, that was a long yeah, break. Yeah, Because they're like, long we have break. a job. There was a writer's strike during that one, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Julian, but I I feel like this specific like soundbite that we just heard, you really hear like Jordy's concern. We've mm. rarely seen we've rarely seen Jordy like be disabled so quickly, and I'm using disabled as like he can't see as soon as that's going. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and we he's he's had to deal without his visor for a while. But when Data says, "Give me your visor," it's it's understated, but it's like it kind of broke my heart. Like, I, I actually think this scene is not too bad. I think LeVar does a really good job in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I agree you can kind of hear Data not really knowing what to do in this this line. Do we know, did they know this was going to be the last season at this point? Or was that a later? Mm. I think they did. Feel like I heard they did. I think they knew that they were ending on seven. Yeah, I feel like that that was pretty common knowledge at that point. Because mm. okay. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think they were already like in very early like pre-production for generations at this point mm. I, I could be dead wrong about that but mm-hmm. that seems no i think right I in think, my head yeah i think they knew i, I remember yeah. it being like it wasn't like a surprise when we got to the end of seven like they they yeah. built yeah. up to the end of the series. especially because ds9 was already going at this point yeah. too yeah. So. i was gonna say even if they weren't explicitly told once once the, the other show showed up they were probably like are we going to be around much longer? <laughs> is this going to keep yeah. going? Or, yeah. 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 Dad, why is this other woman in the house a lot? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but back up on the prize, the the fat one. Crusher, uh, she finally gets, if not the A team back, she gets her B team, which includes uh, Lieutenant Bartleby. Bartleby? Barnaby. Barnaby. Barnaby Bateman. Let's talk about Barnaby. Because he looks exactly like Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> You may know him from when he chased an instant around the Enterprise naked with a phaser yeah, saw. With a phaser, yeah. yeah. Chain, <laughs> chain phaser. Uh, James Horan, Horan plays Lieutenant Barnaby. Okay, yeah. He's in 188 damn things. God damn. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a lot of video games looks like. We're going down to the bottom. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's a video game voice actor. Yeah. That's the job. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Starting, well, he started in Guiding Light. Don't know what year he started because that TV series started in 1952. 81, looks it's, like. But yeah. So his first role was Jesus Christ. Oh, he did play Jesus Christ. Remington Steel. Yes, let's go. Dukes of Hazard. Days of Our Lives. General um, Hospital. We'll have to go. Yeah, just shout him out because we're going to have to make a... Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, and he was in Voyager, too. He was, yeah. in, he was Dr. Joe Brill. Oh, he was Joe Brill. Uh, yeah. Wow, he just jumped from one... Because that was just a few episodes ago, right? Yeah. Did we talk about him? Wow. I thought he looked a little familiar. Did we not talk about him? Uh, he was from uh, I think Suspicions, we right? Yeah, then Suspicions. We, have we already yeah. been through this then? Well, then we've been through this. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. <laughs> Wait, there was a Godzilla the series? I did not know I that. I found during this show that everything had a TV series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Wait, he was, oh, he was in the Lord of the Rings Fellowship game. Oh, he played all Boromir. Right. And Farmer Maggot. Yeah. Because they have wow. very similar voices, those two characters. Uh, <laughs> God, there's just everything. He's in uh, Avatar the Last Airbender, The Legend of Aang. Oh, video, video game. game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> of course. Oh, he's on 24. He played General Walsh. Okay. 
Yeah. It's in the Jericho video game. <laughs> oh, man. What? There was a Jericho video game? Oh, my goodness. All right. We got we to gotta move on. Suicide Squad. And he's still active. That game just came out two, like three days ago. Yeah. The Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Yep. So jumping ahead, the guy that Crusher debates the metaphasic shielding with is fucking Joe Brill from Suspicions. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, they just figured this out. Like she was, she was on to something. Joe Brill is still hiding on the Enterprise <laughs> as this lieutenant. <laughs> she didn't actually kill him. I recognize him by the hole in his chest. Yeah. Actually, I, I remember hearing now that he actually let them blast an actual hole through his chest if they brought him on next season. So that's why the effect was so nice. good. Oh. Oh. When she shoots now him we in the know. Chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we have the skeleton crew saving the day up on the, like, this has all the setups for, like, oh, right, we've got, like, possibility for multiple groups, um, Mm -hmm. at their best, right? We have, like, this B-Squad up on the bridge saving the day, then we've got Worf and Riker about to, like, charge Mm -hmm. in, save the day down on the planet, Mm -hmm. and, like, the squad in jail are, like, getting their shit together, so, like, Mm -hmm. it has all the setups to have some pretty exciting, you know, a couple of exciting rescues all at once. Yeah, yeah. Some competency porn but uh, we, we i don't know that we really get a satisfying no. version of that yeah there's a there's there's some stumbles along the way yeah, yeah. like yeah. even Worf and riker trying to like sneakily <laughs> climb up and like oh my god oh, look, yeah there's a structure and then all of a sudden uh, they're like oh shit like and then like three borg just come out of like yeah literally two and a half feet away from them yeah. like it's such I've a seen horrible high shot speed chases i've seen low speed chases this was a no speed chase this was just like Oh, right. They're here. Okay. Yeah, we have these like couple scenes of them sneaking and they get caught. And we have a scene yeah. of the crew on the Enterprise starting to get their shit together. And they're like, oh, it just flies into the sun. And then, you know, like it all <laughs> Corona. Just... Yeah. It's, I mean, Corona's where you live now. That's This is like the next, like, this is like the 20, what are we in the 24th century? 25th mm-hmm. century stuff. We live in the Corona, right? Find <laughs> your beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Find your beach. It's, you can see that it's kind of, it's just all like shattered. It's not, it's not any, nothing is really held together very well. No. And like you could tell with, especially like the Riker and Worf stuff, they were trying so hard to fill time. How many different shots are there in this episode <laughs> right, of yeah. Worf and Riker walking up a hill and then maybe just like reversing the shot, walking up the same hill. It yeah. was just, it was so much filler because they didn't, they didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what, like two thirds until they do come across Hugh. It's like, Oh, Okay. We'll have them like with Hugh. And then like I'm jumping ahead. Like I, I think they end up in the room with them, but it's still like they're barely even noticeable. Right. They're up on the balcony yeah. just yeah. shooting shooting faces. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I came into this thinking I was gonna really like it, but I, I can't I argue with like a lot of what you guys are saying. <laughs> I, I will say off well, spoiler alert, I didn't I don't still don't hate this episode. I think it has major yeah, flaws. So but I think yeah. it's the first fun. watch I was very enjoyable. Yes. The second watch I did start to notice a lot That's of what you guys exactly are talking about, right. but yeah. I I did quite enjoy the first the first watch of it. Yeah, maybe you sh- yeah, we shouldn't mm. watch this. Every time you watch if you watch this, make sure to burn the DVD. Don't watch it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Turn off your internet. Don't stream it again. Burn it in the corner of the sun. But yeah. we are back on the Enterprise still. Uh Lieutenant Barnaby is even he even stands and waits like a douche. <laughs> but they get to Crusher follows her orders. She gets to the little, the, the secret wormhole thing, and she decides to send an emergency boom because she's going to go back and rescue these guys. She so likes to break orders. She's... And the problem with this is what, what I had put the pin in before. 
Crusher, your ship is full of children. The yeah. people back on the planet are not in danger, but you were about to send a bunch of civilians back into danger to try to save them. The, the, the kids being on board changes the calculations of her choices here. Yeah. We're not supposed to think about that, Cameron. I know. I know. I don't know if Bev knows that the people on the planet aren't in danger because I don't think they're fully aware that these Borg are like not in their right state of mind, right? So, but she doesn't know they are in danger. She has no reason that like okay, fair, they haven't fair, seen fair, anything fair. on right, the planet. Right, right, All fair. they know is they lost contact from three people. Yep, four people. One of them died in the last. Forty-seven episode. are still there, Cam. <laughs> 47 replaceable Starfleet officers. You're right. But why would she go back? What's the number one reason you can think of, Cam? Okay. All right. Well, also when when she breaks when she breaks like command, she usually is breaking it for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. good reason is named Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> she wants to continue piloting that big D. The big D. Yeah. That's, that's what right. I don't think that, that's that going I'm not into this. I don't nope, like this. Idea. You don't like it, Rob? <laughs> no, I, I regret that. Oh, cut that locked cut in that, all season. All oh, season, no. Rob. You got to stop. I about like the, the big prize D. better. <laughs> no, this is forever Rob's big D. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, inaccurate. Anyway. Um, Hashtag it, fans. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll talk about how we think Beverly did at the end as captain, but I mean, this is one thing like, uh, the choice to go back. I'll get to do it right now. She it it worked. She did a great job. It's it's good. TV. I agree. It's good TV. Completely. Of course it works, but it's a it's a poor decision. Like she just like three weeks ago almost got like court muscled and fired and like dismantled from whatever the words are for Starfleet, and she like somehow survived by using the same science from the guy that like almost got her disbarred or fucking like fired. And now it's working. Like this is this is probably the only reason they had her defy like captain's orders again. I I don't know. I feel like she did what any other Starfleet captain would do. Like Kirk would do this, Picard yeah. would do this, Cisco yeah. would do this, Janeway would do this. Like it's that whole like common theme in Star Trek: never leave anyone behind, yeah, especially don't leave forty-seven people behind. Yeah, it was always <laughs> going to happen. Hundred yeah. percent. John Luke straight up is like in first contact. By the way, dude, don't come to the big giant Borg fight and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. it gets tired of scanning shit and then goes to the big giant Borg fight. It's Starfleet Captain 101. And it fucking worked. So she did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I 100% agree with that in that she took needless chances, put people's lives in danger needlessly and got really lucky. But that is 100% every Starship Captain, every TV Captain. It's TV. So, yes, I yeah. think within those confines, of course, she did. Great. She inspired her crew. She was badass. She was calm. She listened to the people around her and trusted their skills from the douchebag experience guy to the nervous Nelly. So, yeah. She, she serialized the show a little bit. That's I mean, right. Yeah. Yes. That was but cool. I would have liked the episode to end with like Captain Picard saying, like, Beverly, didn't we just cover this earlier? Like, <laughs> and then she's been like, sorry, Captain, but. I was in charge of the ship and I made a decision like whatever, like some kind of like they don't even address it. Like she again broke total like she should be court mosher. Right? It's also well, I, I did like her reasoning of like, look, we sent the buoy. The buoy is going to do everything we would oh, do. We have so. a buoy we can send now so we can just send that. Like then why don't we send that all the other times? Bar- Barnaby was like, man, why didn't we send that into the sun when we were testing this? Medication? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes. No time for that. I no time for that. I, I understand. But so not only does she bring the kids back into danger, but she's like, hey, everybody, we're saving you. Come up on the ship into direct danger <laughs> yeah. from where you were just lounging around in yeah. tents. They were doing nothing. 
And then she brought them into direct danger. They were chilling in space, Mexico. You could tell because of the lighting on the planet that it was definitely <laughs> yeah. space Mexico. We're about to get to that. Yeah. But yeah, it would be like if the Titanic had just like saved a bunch of like castaways moments before heading into the ice field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you don't want, it's only so long you can leave them with the board nearby. Like, That's my thinking, too. I mean, come on. They were fine. They wouldn't have been fine. The board they would have They were playing gone. poker. It was good times. They were, they were trying out edibles on the planet. You can't stay near the Borg. <laughs> I just, I'd like to, to sidebar real quick that I brought out the wrong action figure for this episode because I have first contact, Bev, <laughs> oh. as well. Oh, Nice. This should have really been the right action figure. Yep. I just thought of that. Sorry. Oh, man. start. Let's start again. Yep. Yep. New pod. Let's go. Everybody erase your files. Yep. Yep. <laughs> start again. You're right, John. Uh, uh, Riker and Worf, they go on a little scavenger hunt. And I think we talked last time about how they, you know, they did some filters to this lighting to make it look like mm-hmm. alien lighting. I like that in this episode. They also did some stuff with the sound to make the sound feel alien because it really sounds like they're speaking from an ADR studio. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) To the point that they even added in like a really bad river sound effect for Mm -hmm. some reason just to try to cover it up even though we don't see a river. Didn't notice that. Supposedly when they were shooting on location, like it was really hot. It was like an 100 plus degree day. I believe it. Yeah. All the Borg extras were like fucking dying. Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) imagine. It's amazing their makeup looks as good as it does in that direct yeah. sound light. Maybe that sun on Worf's and Riker's face is like also like, shit, like it's so fucking hot out here because they were shooting on location, I think. Yeah, they, they were. And and this episode specifically as a kid watching it was really confusing because I was also a huge Power Rangers fan. And that mm. building that Lauren is, is yeah. also. Yeah, Zord, thank you. Zord on is the Power Rangers building. So I was like. Hold on a second, <laughs> seven or eight year old Julian. What is going on here? When is the Green Ranger showing up? Right. Like, what when is, is happening? the big robot showing yeah. up? What if Zordon found the Borg and he led them to? <laughs> That's a win right there. Oh, that'd be uh, good. That's a win. They could be Zorborg. <laughs> oh man, it's the same episode. It's just Rita Repulsa instead of Lore. <laughs> oh, do you think the oh. Borg all snap together like a Megazord? Like oh. they can like <laughs> one Stop. Borg is just. Yeah. A leg and another Borg is like an arm. I mean, their yes. their crappy little makeshift ship may have uh, might as well have been. I yeah, think it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> garbage yeah, totally. looking yeah. ship. More like shit. What? Hey, <laughs> that's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lore and Data are talking, and we get we get uh, Lore's little evil kind of monologue where he gets to kind of. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't just kill his underling who's questioning him. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, he does tell everyone that he needs to know what they're thinking at all times, like any good cult leader. Yeah, that poor guy, <laughs> that poor boy. Like, man, he is playing this rough. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. He has a backstory in mind that we yeah. are not privy to. Uh, also, that that quick... Borg actor did a really good job. Like, yeah, no, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I, you are in pain, dude. You are a tortured soul. I, I swear to God, I was like, Laura's going to just like decapitate him. And mm-hmm. he goes, yes, sir. And he doesn't. He's like, okay, good. Now go tell the rest of the fucking peons. Like, <laughs> remember. I keep, uh, Goval. Goval. Michael yeah. Riley Burke. Yeah. I do you want to really quickly mention Salazar, who we've seen before? Yeah, he's oh, one right. of the more famous guest he's from stars Dexter, in this Dexter, right? Like, I yeah. know him from Dexter. He's right? in a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. Oh. Yeah, Benito Martinez. But this, this isn't to, this isn't the first Salazar we've seen, is it? Yeah, I think uh, this is this is that actor's first role, I believe. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll oh, get into that in a second. We'll hmm. get into Salazar later, but okay. Michael Riley Burke. 
mm-hmm. is in, he plays Ted Bundy in a Ted Bundy movie. Oh. oh. He's known in The Collector and Mars Attacks. And okay. in 117 Things, we'll just kind of shout out the things we recognize. Starting in Star Trek's for his first role. This was, yeah, that's why. Wow. Sweet. Knocking it out of the park. You had to make yeah. it count. Sequest. Sequest? DS9. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Red Shoe Diaries, folks. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yes. Space Above and Beyond. 90210. Wow. Party, Party of five. five. Charmed. He Dang, plays Cupid he was, in Charmed. Yeah. He was in everything. Cold Case. I would say. CSI. Enterprise. Jack. 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 Wait, let's go. Oh, that weird show with, um, what's her name? True Calling with uh, oh, Buffy. Yeah. Eliza Dushku. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yep. Jesus, NCIS, Without Heroes. a Trace, CSI Mamie, Heroes, working nonstop, Shark. evidently. My dad loved wow. Shark. Oh, really? Never yeah. Heard. Castle. Castle is a great show. Wow. He is Bones. Working. Bones. And ca- he was in Castle and Bones, which oh, are wow. shows that I don't know the difference between. Supergirl. Vice. And then still acting. Griselda is his most recent. Oh, The Rookie. I love The Rookie. The Rookie is a really good show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to watch a little bit of that. If you got to make an actor out of doing single episodes of shows, this guy's sure hitting. He's probably doing really? okay for himself. Yeah. Bravissimo. Way, way to go, Michael Riley Burke. Okay. Heck yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, yeah. Good job here. Playing the Doubting Thomas, the Borg with the doubts. Man worried. <laughs> right. The worried Borg. So meanwhile, Troy Cardi are scheming over in their cell. It's because Jordy has been taken away as a test subject now. I was trying to think of a, he's like a guinea pig. I had, for some reason I wrote, I wrote Jordy the test subject, which doesn't rhyme with anything. And then I thought gerbil LaForge, but gerbils aren't really test animals. <laughs> <laughs> gerbil LaForge. Would be, I should get a gerbil and name it that though. Jordy yeah. LaPincushion. Maybe Ooh. you could yeah. go way out there and be like Jordy LaFagua. Like, because it's like muddles his brain. I mean, later he's really Jordy, yeah. out there. Yeah. Jordy yeah. LePinhead later when they yeah. play. Yeah. Man, those brain pins, uh, those bothered me. Mm-hmm. That's that's some nightmare fuel for me right <laughs> now. Jordy LeAcupuncture. It was nice to yeah. see a thing, like, leave it on the skin. or Like, that was nice to see, like, some yeah, actual was, physical touches. It was an interesting effect. Yeah. yeah. For, like, all the different types of torture we've seen on TNG, <laughs> I was thinking, like, man... It's too bad they're not interrogating him because this is actually an effective ter- interrogation technique. They're not really torturing him. It's exactly. like, yeah, there's some little pins stuck on his head, but he's not like yeah. screaming in pain and being, you know, he's just like, yeah, I'm kind of annoyed and I can't see. If he's not yeah. in pain, then why is it later in, like when he in one scene where he's just like, he moves his head <laughs> back and forth. He's trying to stay awake a lot because he was falling he's, asleep. He's in the getting of that radiated scene. brain cells every time <laughs> yeah. he does this. Whatever but that means. But he's not in pain. He, he's not in pain because Data goes out of his way to, to neutralize his pain, his pain receptors, pain and yeah. that's yeah. why, like, he still has a conscience. So is he also still responsible for choosing to torture him in the first place? Yes. Yeah. And it's not torture. Yeah. He's, they're trying to machinize them, right? Like that's, that's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're trying to do the robot Superman three thing. Yeah. Laura's plan is not very concrete. Yeah, I don't understand Laura's plan, and you're and it and we'll get there, but it falls apart in an instant. <laughs> yeah, and the whole thing about like some of the Borg rebelling is—it's all kind of like oh, just thrown in there real quick. I like and the idea of the Borg rebellion. Don't though. get me started on that, though. It's no. all good ideas; they just don't explore any of it. I like the Borg rebellion, underground but, Borg. That's fun. but they can't like. Mm. Okay. <laughs> They're connected let, let, to Cronus. Let me tell you about the Borg Rebellion. <laughs> Hugh is telling Riker and, and Worf, 
Like we, we were a mess. We didn't know what to do. And then Laura came around like Lord is the only reason that the Borg that he's got under his thumb, the one that comes up, um, mm-hmm. you know, are, are functioning. You're telling me that Hugh knows he's, he's a Borg drone with other Borg drones. Some of who've already been tortured, know how to stage already like a French underground rebellion. Like, no, it, it no, they don't <laughs> like it, it. I totally agree. Well, their underground rebellion, to be no, fair, is just hanging out in a cave. It is, so, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, it's like, but it's, it's like just so well inconceivable planned. to me that, like, you know, you go, you go from being in the board collective to having lore kind of be your, your, your saving grace. Like, and I don't know if it's because I've, I've watched so much Voyager, but like Seven struggled to like gain back all of her humanity, and you know, like I don't think that Seven would have figured out how to stage a, a, a like a rebellion like that quickly it just seems very like rushed writing it it did not work for me at all 100% totally agree yeah i don't know i don't i, I think it depends on how long i imagine this i have no idea what the timeline looks like this is what my right. imagine in my head was that they hugh comes back the Borg all go through depression. They all go through this postpartum, right? Yeah. Like they're all like, ah, and yeah. so some of them are just laying in a corner. And the reason they're falling apart is because they don't like, they're like flying through space. Nobody's deciding where they're going to land or where they're going to buy their next meal or whatever, like mm-hmm. or who's going to feed them. <laughs> and so, but then like they find a planet and they at least settle down and like, yeah. And then some of them disconnect mm-hmm. and go hide in a cave underground. Like that doesn't seem that far fetched to me. <laughs> Every Borg in this episode is bored out of their minds because right. as yeah. soon as Lore showed up at the end of the first part, they're like, we don't really need the Borg anymore for this right. story. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not an organized rebellion, though, no. and it is very confusing, like, because at first it, it just seems like they're hiding. There's they're just like a hiding. handful of them who are like, yeah, we don't like okay, this guy that's anymore. Fair. That's fair. We're going to go that's hide. That's fair. That's fair. They're saving the injured ones. They're just defend. They're just keeping like saving. But the then injured I was ones. like. Oh, are they still part of his collective? Because why is Hugh at the big meeting at the end? Exactly. He's not disconnected. And so that was confusing. And then it was, uh, yeah, Riker and Worf start shooting. And then I guess some of them were like, uh, I guess we'll shoot too. Good point. I thought Hugh, like, Showed up came and the... jumped, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah. He sacrificed. No. It always himself. felt oh, yeah. to me like it was like the stages, like the beginning stages of like an underground rebellion. But if uh, it's as soon as you disconnect from Cronus, you would there would be a Borg like alert, and if there's people hiding in a cave or e- like even Hugh talking to Riker and Jordy, or I mean, a uh, Worf should have set off some things. Like yeah, he's already having yeah. separate thoughts. Yeah, like yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, it's like like you said, Julian. Like it, Hugh was jumping in front of it, like expecting to be the death that sparked the, all the other Borg yeah, action. Exactly. Instead, he's like, oh, oh, that worked. It's done. Yeah. We're de- the end. We don't yeah. need to like get the bigger. I won. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> this, yeah. this this should have been mostly a Hugh episode, I think. And mm-hmm. they they went way too deep down yeah. the lore data thing, which could have been yeah. explored more in season seven. They they kind of ruined the the season finale in the beginning of the this. In my opinion, it's a really bad two parter. I agree with you. And there's, and you know, Voyager does a much better episode of what it's like being disconnected from the collective than this. Like, uh, seven, they do a flashback episode where seven is on like a scout mission with three other drones and they crash and they're all disconnected from the collective and start like just flooding with their memories of their, their past lives. And they become like completely useless. And seven has to make like a really tough decision to basically like make a 
impromptu mini collective and like ruin their life. But they're like, they were helpless and seven just cause she was assimilated at such a young age didn't have any of that. Right. Mm. So she just immediately was like, I'm going to put them back in a collective because it's better for everybody because they were useless. Right. It's a, it's a really good, I don't remember the name of it. It's a really good episode. Hmm. Well, let's watch that right now. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> it does this episode better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, TNG sets up a lot of, yeah. 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 Being done better later on. It's just a weird way to neuter the Borg too, in my opinion. So we talked about Rykorf getting uh, snuck Rykorf. up on, and yes, 100% Starfleet needs to start introducing sneaking reconnaissance into their curriculum because no one is good at this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Picard's team walked right into the trap. These guys. <laughs> I mean, can't there, be, can't there be a camouflage like uniform? Oh, yeah, right. Just ninja black, anything. <laughs> well, we've seen them in their black turtlenecks. I know. I love it. Their jazz quartet suits. <laughs> but Riker's oh shit face when they get found out is yeah. fucking priceless. He <laughs> and it's just the way his he moves his body. It looks like he tries to pretend to be a tree for a second. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> Riker does a pretty good job of selling like the oh he oh like, if he, like there's one he's like like he's like shooting a phaser up on his little like balcony. He's like, <laughs> like well there are those times when they go onto the Borg it. ships and the Borg don't notice them because they're like ants and maybe he's just mm. hoping he's like are these the Borg right. they're just yeah. not gonna yeah. notice That's me. True. Yeah, yeah. Maybe these hey, are the Jonathan board. Frakes just won a Best Supporting Actor uh, Saturn <laughs> Award. All right, so. and and it's That's funny right. because then they take Dorn and Frakes, <laughs> the two tallest actors on the TNG <laughs> crew, <laughs> and put them next to Jonathan Del Arco. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> this this disparity, like. They were just filming him like a little kid. They didn't even put him on a lift or anything, which they could have done in the no, show. They, yeah, they, they could have totally like you faked could give the him an Apple box, six <laughs> inches, nothing. Alexander was busy standing on it for yeah. yeah That's, I'm glad you. I thought I was the only one. Was like, why is he oh, so? Man, is the Saturn Award a real award? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of the top sci-fi awards. Now I'm trying to think of an EGOT for like lesser-known awards, like a oh. Saturn and a Kids' Choice, and a instead <laughs> yeah. of an EGOT, you're like a yeah MTV Movie Award. A desk, yeah, that's, yeah a, for sure. A yeah. desk, the Daytime Emmy, Saturn Kids' <laughs> Choice Award. A telly, you need to put a telly in there. There you go, a Webby. Yeah, and yeah. A, Do a an Webby. EGOT for all the awards you buy. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. The streamies. Do that. Yeah, let me do that in the, down in the comments below. Go ahead. I think we've got some audio from their conversation with you. The voices in our heads were smooth and flowing, but after I returned, those voices began to change. They became uneven, discordant. Ah, the telltale signs of mental gonorrhea, <laughs> or the telltale signs of the uprise of social media. Yeah, I felt the that way, like signs of going from easy listening to jazz. <laughs> I felt like I was had a lot of like minded friends, and then now, uh-huh. I, you know, now I'm not so sure. Now I know what everybody's thinking all the time, the uh-huh. Twitter or whatever. Uh-huh. And then we got this one. You probably can't imagine what it is like to be so lost and frightened that you will listen to any voice which promises change, even if that voice insists on controlling you. That's what we wanted. Religion. Someone to show us a way out of confusion. America. Lore promised clarity and purpose. In the beginning, he seemed like a savior. The promise of becoming a superior race. 
Oh, the the MAGA board. See, I, uh, dude, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say the, it's the MAGA crowd. He, yeah. could, he said he could make the board great again. Yeah. Like, yeah. TNG <laughs> predicted Donald Trump thirty yep. years ahead of time. Good job. Make the collective great again. Great. There oh we go. God. Yeah. Yeah, but Hugh Hugh also like when he returned, like there's quite a bit of time between Hugh's return and now. So the discord mm-hmm. and the civil war, people, the Borgs starving, whatever, like. He didn't think to like be like I. I'm the most like advanced, advanced emotionally right now because I've been more awake for two weeks. But like we can do this, brothers and sisters and Borg Borgies. Like we can do it, and and like nothing has happened since then except they just like killed each other, broke down, starved all the way. Well, yeah, to they war. have always known to follow orders. Like no one has, no one has the concept of leadership. Right. But couldn't Hugh say like? Hey, every like, couldn't Hugh like? I don't know. Okay, get ready. This is when the this is the growing. Well, that's pains. what he does at the end of the episode. That's right. what Riker tells him. Yeah, that's this his. That's his whole pains. arc. Like a, a young country just starting out. And, you yeah. Know. Why couldn't Hugh be that leader? Like when Hugh went back. Why is then that? this wouldn't be the episode. Then they wouldn't have the story. This is before that. What this is pre? <laughs> because Lore found him before that would happen. This is why I hate the story. This because gets a bit relitigated down the line, so yeah. <laughs> I like I like the idea of the this awkward time between the Borg being super, you know, like yeah. super with it, and now right now it's the awkward uh, adolescence of where they're like, "Fuck, what do we do now?" It's like I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea of like individuality as a virus is interesting. Like, yeah. oh, of mm. course, like we cherish individuality, but yeah, a collective who suddenly learns that they they have nothing to build off of they have no idea what that's they're doing. totally true and i and have and seeing hugh in future things and, and <laughs> seeing where it goes i think that's like this is a nice little middle step yeah interesting this is definitely the matrix reloaded of the hugh story oh <laughs> Ooh, okay uh, yeah all right i mean i guess if you consider that like the middle of the matrix then wait like 15 years and then your story gets told like it's not mm-hmm. like hugh is that important to just recently, not to like yeah. spoil or <laughs> other things, but like if he's that important, why hasn't he shown up before? Yeah. The Federation's not everywhere all the time. That's true. I understand. But... I also think I just like, I think it's a little bit of, um, you know, we always root against the Borg. They're so evil. So it's, uh, it's kind of nice to see them all fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. It's a little bit of shot. shot oh, yeah. 100%. It's a little shot yeah. Where, like, you deserve this, Borg. Are you saying we're going to get a Borgy man brawl, John? Man, I I would say that is an alternate title for the entire Picard series, honestly, <laughs> oh, in, a, okay. in its own fashion. Yeah. <laughs> what if Lorg got some Borg implants? Of course, we would call him Lorg. Um, <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if he got like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that collection at Ikea? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Pick up a Lorg or yep. two. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or Blorg. I mean, either one. <laughs> Blorg. That's pretty good. <laughs> Somebody Photoshop that. Uh, so we get introduced to Jordy's little stainless steel inversion table where he's going to get his implants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm reminded that Hugh is for Jordy's friend and Data mm-hmm. is Jordy's friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ship is his friend and uh, fake Leah Brahms <laughs> is his friend. Does he have any human friends? Jordy? Human friends? Oh. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. He's, uh, he's friends with the rest of the crew, but like... Hugh talks about where's my friend, and like Data's yeah. talking about where's my friend. Yeah, like, and and Hugh doesn't even get to have a Hugh doesn't even get to see Jordy. No, nope. they don't even like yeah. reunite. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was my even after the first viewing, I was like, That's where was the Jordy Hugh reunion? The reunion, yeah. yes, the reunion. <laughs> yep. Like Hugh throws himself in front of Data and saves Data. I'm like, no, right. that should have been Jordy. He should have yeah. saved Jordy. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, big mistake. 
but that was a pretty good joke, Data. That was that was pretty good pretending to be Picard. You you yeah. you really got Jordy on that one. Yeah. But I love Jordy. Like it it could take some work or whatever he says. Like what do you think? And he's like it trying needs to be some, strong. Yeah. Some work. Yeah. Like good for you, Jordy. Way to like talk shit about Data's. Picard I was gonna say because like because that's the same thing. It's kind of echoes that conversation when Laura was pretending to be Data and Wesley's like, I don't think that's very funny. When yeah. he does the facial twitch <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then we do get data describing this. However, there is a 60% chance you will not survive the procedure. I don't care much for those odds. Mm. They are a cause for concern. <laughs> that was delivered well. That was yes. good. Now Julian Julian's like, fuck data in this episode. Yeah, I really. Yeah. Well, what I don't like is his next line is, odds are it'll work on one of these, like, three humans. Yeah, uh, like, that's, no, no, that's, that's odds are they, all those odds no, they all are going to die. <laughs> odds are you're nowhere close to that, so I don't understand why they wrote the next line. Three forty percent chances is not a 120% chance. No. <laughs> like, not 120%, but... but... I mean, that's the thing I don't understand with this episode. It's, like, written even poorly for, like, data. Like, that, what were yes, the writers doing? Yes. What were the writers thinking? Do you remember? Do you remember Brent Spiner's uh, character from Independence Day? Like yes. the, yeah. the yep. psycho doctor. I I feel like that was how he delivered all his lines for <laughs> evil data in this episode, <laughs> right? Because because he couldn't be lore, right? He could just be mm-hmm. like lore mm-hmm. too. He had to be data, but evil. So he's like, I'll be the weird psychotic doctor I played in Independence Day, and <laughs> it just it just never worked. Even those deliveries, like. It's I agree. I agree that it's cool for a second when he's like pretending to be John Luke. Right. And Jordy pretty much buys it. And he's like, oh, yes, yeah, sucker. It's me. <laughs> but the deliveries, once again, once he started being like evil data, it just fell so flat for me. Yeah. It just because, again, I think he was putting so much into because I think Brent Spiner said in like a lot of interviews, he loves playing lore. And mm-hmm. I think he just went, you know, and, and I know we already talked about how well he does both in other data lore episodes, yeah. but it just didn't happen in this one. He he also might've picked up on the inconsistencies in the writing. Like data wouldn't have said this yeah. data would like maybe. Was he, yeah. was data using contractions in this? I did not notice if he no. was, I was I listening think for it. But there, there is a point where lore says, why you talking like that? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Lord just said, why you talking like that? And then data says like something and he, he does not contract. He doesn't use a contraction, yeah. but I was like, mm. Oh, Lord can say what he can just, Lord can just skip verbs now. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe it would have been interesting for data for Spiner to just play, continue playing data exactly the same, but with, these right. Lines. With evil. I more. think that would have been really cool. Like, yeah. it's just his ethics chip. It doesn't mean that he adds a smirk to it. Right. His that would have put him more toward, like, the Dr. Mangala character from the Marathon Man type. Mm-hmm. But again, he's not really torturing. He's just sticking stuff on Jordy's head. He's just head. doing an experiment. Yeah. yeah. I would like to say the Doctor role from Independence Day, I think of that as the other Brent Spiner role. I don't think yeah. he has a third. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. The only other role we all know. Uh, the only other one that the we all know. shoe yeah. store or balloon store. I can't remember. Salesman from I Am Sam. How could you oh. forget that, Rob? <laughs> okay. John coming through with the I Am Gee. Sam. Brett Spiner, don't listen to Rob. We want you on the show Spiner. as soon as possible. Like, you're not just spread, you're not just Bobby, data and what is crazy your... guy from... What's your third favorite? My third favorite thing is all of the the actual theater plays he's done. And there's so many I can't name my favorite. There's like dozens and dozens. I mean, I guess probably his last play, 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> nice try. Thanks. Uh Picard and Troy try to escape to, and leave Jordy Horribly. behind. Maybe they're gonna come save him. I don't know. God, they suck at escaping. I know they God. can't escape. Well, that's just bad timing on their part. Hey, for in this case. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like check the corridor. Let me walk totally full out <laughs> in. How about like look like to the left and be like, pew, pew, right. I got them. <laughs> they just don't get anywhere. God. Is yanking the the neck uh, hose out mm-hmm. would that have worked against full powered Borg as well? Could they have so. just to run around? Okay, it only works against no. these Borg because <laughs> no. they're not in the collective. It's but. just so unfortunate that Troy has no other way she could have, you know, found out if there was somebody around the corner. It's really sad that Troy <laughs> oh. has no way. Oh, you're of, right. Like yeah. she can't sense anything, right? <laughs> she she, she to- had to go full body out, yeah. right? What I was missing from the scene, though, was it, it's pretty cool when Picard just grabs the, the tube and pulls it out. But where was the one liner? Come on. You were just in a diehard episode. Resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah. Picard. I mean, yeah. yeah. What? Let's 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 write him some one liners. What could he have said? Picard right. Picard looks so bored in this episode acting. Oh my he God. didn't. He didn't look like he wasn't even trying. Everybody's bored. Everybody. No, Picard, like literally like when you watch Patrick Stewart, like walk past sometimes cameras, it looks like he's like. You're, you're not wrong, Bobby. I, I noticed. When are they going to say cut? I fucking yeah. like he's yeah. not into it. I think he was also in the middle of his divorce during this season. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. One of them. Well, yeah. you think acting would be a good escape, but even him's like, this is a fucking shit yeah. script. Well, his divorce from Vosh, right? I oh. didn't know. They, they never got married. Oh, that's right. That's right. They never were married. Yeah. 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 What? It's in the. You got to read his memoir. That? I didn't realize he how many Vosh? times he married. Yeah. yeah. He dated Vosh. Yeah. Wow. It was like cheating on his first wife with Vosh. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Art yeah. and life, life and art, whatever. Is he friends with Ian McKellen at this point? Is he have <laughs> Ian McKellen's no. shoulder to cry on? Oh, not that's yet. pretty recent, really. I think oh, I that was X Men. Yeah, it's Ian McKellen that probably mm. is like, look, Picard. Sometimes you're getting a really bad script. I mean, not me because I'm Ian McKellen, but you did that Star Trek shit. So every once in a while, just like think of the Queen and the Saints, or I don't know, like. But I mean, didn't Picard? And also, you could look at. I mean, people just looked fucking not into it. I mean, except Jordy. Jordy crushed it. Patrick Stewart was going for like the stoic prisoner thing here, but it comes really? off his board a lot. Because yes. if you watch some of those scenes, you can watch him like his, he's not tracking. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like hmm. waiting for cut. It's fucking Patrick Stewart. <laughs> You're projecting your boredom onto it. I will I will screen record these Bobby, and I will I'm, send them I'm to with you. you 100% I will send them to you. And you can you see right. Picard like just like his eyes shine usually. Like he's like, fucking, I just get out of scene, they'll say cut great. Well, thing. Bobby, I asked you to come up with a good one liner for him here. So let's oh. maybe oh. remember what the question what could it be? Now. Sorry, sorry about that. What could it be? Um pull the plug on this episode? Hey. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> cut. Time to pull the plug. Tubular. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Why do you look so shocked? Bzzz, you, know? <laughs> yeah. you suck. <laughs> Piss off, hoser. Because I don't know. Now I have a garage door opener. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Or the classic when you pull <laughs> oh a wire God. out and you're going to shock somebody with it movie line. You know, <laughs> you've been uh, like, uh, what is it? He says, uh, you put the lotion in the basket or you get to <laughs> no, 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 Stallone and uh, Judge Dredd. How do you plead? Oh. I knew you'd say that. And then he electrocutes the dude. People go watch the original Judge Dredd. It's I love underrated. That movie. Yeah. It's, it's all that robot. Wonderful. Holy crap. Yeah. 
Red mm-hmm. Wire, Green Wire, who fucking cares? Do you mean Demolition Man? <laughs> nope. Judge Wait, Dredd. No. Judge Dredd. Oh, Judge oh, Dredd. Oh. I don't think I'm going to revisit that. Sorry, guys. I mean, <laughs> you know, Rob Schneider was a weird choice, but he actually, it works. <laughs> like he, Rob Schneider? Yeah. Yeah. What Rob do you like more, Rob Schneider or me? <laughs> Rob Schneider. Oh, God. <laughs> 100% you, Rob. <laughs> it's too bad that there is a sitcom, a Rob Schneider, there's a Rob Schneider sitcom called Rob. And uh, so now I can't have one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just just make a double B on your name and you totally can trademark that. Rob. 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 Yeah. Robbed. I got robbed. Uh, Picard has played enough RPGs, though, to know that he needs to loot the corpse. And that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he knows. He probably has an idea. He didn't just grab a random component. He right. probably has some idea. He knows, right. he knows Borg. Yeah. Yeah. He remembers the anatomy. But all, <laughs> but are all the parts like always in the same places? Like he's mm. like, oh, I know this capacitor is going to be you know here in his crotch or whatever. No, he's oh, trying right. to find a thing to modify it. And I like yeah. there's like this tiny little like tool he pulls out. He's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's cool to think about Jordy. I stuck this in my ass when they came in <laughs> shells, but don't worry, they didn't look there. I like that Jordy's giving him the kind of instructions, even though that scene doesn't play out, which probably wouldn't make sense. But it's, yeah. it's kind of cool to see a thing open up and just, uh, it's fun. They did do some stuff with some cool, like, tech gadgets and stuff that mm-hmm. I appreciate in this episode. I'll give it yeah. that. Here's that line. I was able to take part of a transceiver from the guard's interlink system. I think that it uses some kind of phased pulse technology. Do you think it could be modified to generate a Kedion pulse that would reboot Data's program? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. See if you can locate the phase modulation circuitry. I love that Picard technobabbles the same way I talk about sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got two yards remaining on the third down. Like, it's equal parts. Like, I'm proud I know these terms and also not sure if I'm using them right. Well, but also the way he's delivering it, I'm like, Picard knows he was a Borg. He knows yep. what it is. He's just trying to make Jordy feel, like, good or distract him from the pinheadedness of it all. It's a little convenient that there's just... This uh, a bit a piece on a Borg that you can rip off really quickly without like a soldering gun at all uh, that will create this exact Teddy mm-hmm. on pulse. It's a little <laughs> sure. Well, it's like Data's headed an iron filing back five hundred years ago. Like, right. Wow. right, you guys, you guys are really good at cybernetics. Like all yeah. of you are insanely skilled with it. <laughs> Spoilers for First Contact: John Luke will do this again. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's a good point, though. He was a Borg. He would know where to go for it. Yeah. When they show Jean-Luc saying this kind of engineering stuff, or um, it's clear <laughs> that like <laughs> he was really skilled at engineering. Like, There's no way he would have been able to do this besides being a partly Borg or always Borg. He still has to do the thing. Like, So he must be a really good engineer, even though he's a captain. Of, like, That must have been some, a strength of his, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got to learn. You got to do your time there before you're a captain. I'm sure at some point you got to know how to do engineering. Thing. He, like, anytime, like he's like Jordy, what can we do? And Jordy's like blah blah blah, babble blah blah blah, babble. And John Luke's like, okay, like he seems to understand anything Jordy says to him, anything Beverly says to him. He seems to always know, so he must be. So he just he nods smart. and pretends to know, and then goes and asks the computer. Later. I mean, I would argue specifically engineering wise, he seems to know quite a bit. He knows a ship, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do, I, I genuinely like appreciate that Patrick Stewart does kind of stress those words to kind of give the engineers, because when Re- Jordy replies, like he just flies through Technobabble, like LeVar Burton's great at that. And I think 
Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart intentionally kind of emphasizes those words and kind of slowed it down. Sounds like he's struggling he through he them. Did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To get to give the engineers and the science officers like their their time to shine with them. Yeah, mm. that's pretty cool. So we get to the big uh, Crusher's rescue attempt. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Like, is the planet supposed to block their detection or is it just to give them extra time while the Borg ship flies around the planet? Why can they detect the Borg ship on the other side of the planet when they're in warp, but the Borg can't detect them? Oh, I got this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) How about this? So the International Space Station travels 17,500 miles per hour Mm -hmm. and it takes it 90 minutes to orbit the Earth. This Borg cube is getting from the other side of the planet in 45 seconds. So it's traveling one sixtieth, or it takes one sixtieth the time for it to travel. That is a fast Borg broken Rubik's cube yeah. shape, whatever it is. It could also be a smaller planet. Right. Yeah. It could be a small planet. Yeah. Sure. Uh, shut up, Cameron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the future is fast, Cameron. Yeah. The future is fast. I think there was, I think maybe it was, takes a, few more seconds for them to find you know to sense them and then a couple more seconds for them to get around the planet it just added that 15 seconds they needed right yeah well my problem is not anything about the the velocity or speed and in light and anything like that it's like why when beverly's like okay we can probably get six more seconds and then they get into their like warp oh god great we didn't hit the atmosphere we're not gonna like disintegrate Does she take four seconds? Four seconds to say, to call. "Where is the yeah. ship?" No, that's like, and it's probably more than four seconds. That's that's twelve people that just died. Beverly, like, I thought the point was like, get in, boom, boom beam them up, and then like, hopefully, we get the fuck out of here. No, let me. Are we there? Are we ready to beam up? Are we ready to go? Okay, and let's go, guys. We only have forty. Oh, now we have thirty. It's shit, like thirty-four. Let's go. Get them all up. Like it was so weird to me that she's like. Every second counts, but as soon as they get there, they're like, where's the Borg ship? Who gives a fuck? You have, like, 39 to 45 seconds. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a uh, No, you're not wrong. Like, it, it is interminably slow, her making yeah. the call and then giving the <laughs> orders. Like... That's just for audience. I mean, that's just... just yeah. so the, I mean, yeah. that's only audience play. You know, it's not... They can't just show... They can't... There's not really a way to to say, like... They arrived, and then like the guy automatically started beaming. I don't know. It's just a little. I mean, we're, and do? we're talking about it through twenty twenty four eyes. If it were filmed okay. this year, he would have like they would have showed like he was ready to go and do the targeting. Like it yeah. would have been snazzy, yeah. but there also been lens flares everywhere, lots of steady cam. Yeah. You shots. also you also yeah. would yeah. have had you would have had people in all the cargo bays attached to like beam up. Like you would have had several people beaming people up, not just this guy. Yeah. Like, the and I got this one. I got yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The people like yeah. getting off right. the teleport pad are just kind of. Like they're kind of wandering right. off. That's because the they were pad. down there just playing cards, right? Like, but they got to get yeah. out of the way for the next teleport pad. Yeah, right? like that's true. Yeah, hey, they should be like, like dive off the, the right. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of awkward. I just yeah. know. It's, it's awkward. Just another, it is awkward. It's another sign that I think the writers just had to. They realized they chewed off too much, and they did their best to tie off all the ends they could. I guess. Right. But again, she beams these people off the planet, and she knew that the Borg ship would be on top of them. Like beamed them directly into danger. And of course, yes, their nacelle gets damaged and they can't warp away. So she has to improvise. And right. this they could have warped away if she yeah. didn't talk for six seconds before she started <laughs> her thing, but whatever. <laughs> Helm, set a new course, heading 344 Mark 6. Full impulse. Aye, sir. Sir, that heading takes us directly into the sun. <gasps> Dramatic music. <gasps> 
Now, let's hear a clip from last episode. <laughs> oh, and Beverly, don't find any stars this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Beverly. Wow. I like how no one <laughs> responded to my accidentally guessing oh, the I plot didn't. point oh, of I, this episode. Except John, not, who yeah. laughed very knowingly oh. when I heard it afterwards. I don't want to stroke your subconscious ego. I want you to feel <laughs> like, I want to see the, like, the joy in your face right now. Cam has... <laughs> predict made several predictions about the future of TNG and his random guesses. Yeah, no idea that Crusher would fly into the sun again. That that episode <laughs> would be called back so soon. I was so shocked when that happened, uh, and I know I joked about it not happening, but I'm glad it did. It was very serialized. It was very cool. Yeah, the Doctor Rega erasure though will yeah. not. St- I actually, what happened? I think something was discovered about that Ferengi scientist, and he got oh, canceled, canceled and written off yeah. the books because. Yep. No mention of him. Apparently, it was just Jordy working on it. Had his latinum invested in some not great places. Uh Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to say about the Jean-Luc putting together the little device. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wanted to say Jean-Luc Pekiver. He's like McGowan. Oh, yeah. Nice. Jean-Luc Pekiver. Yeah. I like you more now, Rob. That's a lot really, of that's really portmanteaus. <laughs> I like you. you more. Thank you. <laughs> that's really so good. sexy when you make Picard puns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we find out. Oh, are we to the Jordy? The next Jordy scene? Yeah. So uh, we're right there. Picard uh, reboots Data's ethical programming. I like that we find out what happens when Data jumps into a lake. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that we learned that they were apparently uh, reenacting Highlander. Like, I, I oh, feel like it's their, yes. their kind <laughs> of yes. Sherlock Watson That's thing, exactly but it was a holodeck. Was like, yeah, let's just, let's just pretend to be the Highlander characters. That's awesome. Uh, they were at Lake Davala. Davala is a Hindu sage known for weaving. Not sure how that ties in thematically. Hmm. Yeah. Davala apparently emerged from Shiva's eye or heart, though. So maybe that has, hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or the writers were just making up sounds. Probably. I don't even want to like say this kind of inconsistency because I love Jordy's little story and I love thinking about <laughs> Data Highlander in the bottom of mm-hmm. the thing coming out and being like, what? But he spitting out a fish. Technically in Star Trek Insurrection, mm-hmm. he's a flotation device. So yep. oh, uh oh. Maybe it's an upgrade to his Yeah. Know, uh, that's true. I, I yeah. try to say like maybe da- data just didn't know he could float up to the surface he's like yeah. i'll just walk it because that's logical i like to think that but when you get the emotion ship it actually adds buoyancy also i don't know yeah exactly yeah because you're gassy <laughs> when you have emotions you get gassy a lot more people it's true it's <laughs> very true gas yeah <laughs> well babies cry right when they're gassy <laughs> no it's the first sign of emotion yeah, it's the first emotion just a burp data spots there he's like yep. pawing on his chest burp data burp data it's just kneading data's back <laughs> is date is data shaving Jordy in the scene it looks like he's shaving him no where i'm not How? sure what he's doing they don't do a lot of close-ups doing on something him. yeah he's got like this red shaver looking thing he just keeps rubbing it back and forth on his cheek oh hmm yeah Again, if this were a modern episode, like it would actually happen, and like that would be the whole like two years of character tension between Jordy and Data would like oh, like the brain cells would be replaced and and Jordy would be changed dramatically and yeah. Mm. What do you think Data's wearing when he jumps in that lake? Is he wearing a, a speedo? <laughs> Is he wearing a full uniform? Ooh, no, the Borat yeah. Borat swimsuit, the board yeah. shorts. Yeah, 
He's definitely wearing the like the plastic whatever you call uh, it the, the bald cap. Oh the yeah, bald cap. Yeah, swimming cap. I, yeah. I like that. I also yeah. think he probably put like sunscreen stuff on his nose, but yeah. you can't tell. Yeah, right. I picture him the nineteen twenties <laughs> like leotard oh, bathing suit. Stripes. Yeah, because we've never seen the data shirtless. God, unfortunately, no. I don't think we have. No. I just now I want to see data at a water park. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> the same Borg water park that the Borg go to to lube up their joints. That's right. That's right. He like skims across the water at the end of the slide. He goes further than anybody else does. <laughs> bounces out. Either on that the, or like the whole the slide concrete. just collapses halfway through. <laughs> right. Is he heavy? Is Data heavy? Have we seen people pick I him think up? D- I think I Data is heavy. Yeah. He's got to uh-huh. be. I think. They they establish between his strength and like he's got some mass yeah. to him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also, it's heavy trying to learn how to be human. That's real heavy. That's true. Uh, real yeah. heavy. Yeah. Well, he is a junkie and a motion junkie. This is yes, where we have lower give him his mm-hmm. give him his fix. How's that? I do not like it. I don't understand. Well, my index finger has also gotten that reaction from people a lot in the past, so I relate. Yeah, when I stand in front of somebody and peel my fingernail back, I say, how's that? And they usually say, "No, I do not like it. Yeah. Why is I don't understand how taking away some of emotions causes him pain. Yeah, I guess it's just numbness, numbness suddenly hitting. Again, we never really feel his anger or or these negative emotions. (laughs) Like, he just sounds like Data, so... And the whole emotion junkie thing, that definitely felt like somebody was like, come on, can we just sneak it in a little bit? Do we <laughs> have to cut idea. it out? It's a great idea, but let's only address it once. Yeah. Yeah. And then he never goes through withdrawals at the end. Mm. Like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> the writers evidently were a little bit obsessed with like the uh, the uh, Waco, Texas, David, the Davidians branch. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. kind of obsessed mm-hmm. with oh, that yeah. right now going on like cult thinking. Which yeah. I guess makes a little sense. Yeah. There's definitely some uh Fredo Michael Corleone vibe between mm-hmm. these two, also I was noticing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have Lieutenant Buzzkill double get <laughs> double second guessing the uh the uh, the young oh what's her name? Tate. <laughs> yeah, Tate. Uh which you gotta have. You gotta have the like naysayer yeah. and the you know yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> but then there's the complete lack of suspense or tension when they executed like Yep, right. that worked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he tries to sound like uh, all excited, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, it was executed flawlessly." Yeah, but like, was excited when they actually did it. it was, yeah, it was kind <laughs> of a weird beat. Like, yeah, because his first thing was fine. Yeah, be excited that it worked. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's not You're unprofessional alive because of yeah. her. Like, yeah. good job. It's cool. Yeah. It's fine. That's why he's still a lieutenant at sixty-five. It's okay. yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that joke. Three more times, uh, at least. But we're all we're all happy with Captain Crusher. We think she did a good job. Yeah, pretty would good. Would have loved to yeah. seen it a lot more b- before season seven. A lot more. Sure, saved a lot of lives. Committed mass murder. Maybe started a war. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She delivers lines like a captain. She looks mm-hmm. right above a camera, like as a captain. Straight in the she chair. Crushes it. She. I keep saying crushes it, which is not like a crusher pun. We've but done it all. I, know, I can't Might help well it. Be. Um, all series. All series. I like how even like she would go to the go to the captain's chair, get up, turn and spun. Like she did more like captain chairs up, captain chair back. Like yeah, yeah. I. I she just, was milking her time there. Yep. Well, I mean, 
at first when I was watching this again, I was like, if they don't bring her back, because I was like, what happens in this episode again? And then I was like, fuck. And then she comes back. I was like, okay, great. So she comes back because she's going to break Captain's orders. I don't care. Like, great. I want more Beverly. And I, she knocks it out of the park. Like, she's, she, I think Gates McFadden probably was like, is this a chance I get to show this? Because everybody, like, even Dana mm-hmm. Troy's had a chance at the helm, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Well, um, Be- Beverly's gotten to sit in the chair and. She just didn't have a crew to command. It was only her. Yeah. Well, well her could, and the computer. Her and the computer arguing. Yeah. Anyways, it's really, I thought it was a great Beverly Crusher. Captain. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I hope we yeah. get to see a lot more badass Beverly going forward. I hope, and no weird sexy candle stuff. No. no none of that <laughs> happens this season. Also, no, no, no. Captain Crusher? What a fucking name. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, they shoot a laser into the sun and it makes the sun blow blow up. Uh, I don't know. A little tsunami like solar. Well, solar tsunami. Did you do yeah. your thesis on solar anomalies or whatever? Solar, solar. sun laser. Picture the sun like the surface of a trampoline and your little brother mm-hmm. is the Borg and you are you and you double jump your little brother off oh. the trampoline. The double jump yeah. solar. I've been doing that to oh. my kids yeah. ever since Christmas. Oh, man. Super bouncing, yeah, it's like, that's the yeah. best. To the point where they don't want to go on the trampoline unless I'm on there with them. <laughs> and now yeah. it's it was a uh, it was a mistake. They should have just flown their ship right up to the Borg ship and pulled the hose out of its neck. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if the ship just had it like that. It's like a claw that comes it, out. Just pull. Hey, hoser. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> You've been hosed. But you guys need merch, just like hey, hoser. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hose. The deepest cut merch ever. Um. Yeah, Thun, um, they win. They win. Yeah. Too easily. Back down on the planet. Uh, Jordy is out of it, like you were saying, Rob. M- moving it, his head d- a lot. That happened to him in Die Hard also, right? He was the one who was wounded. and. Oh, yeah. 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 Poor yeah. Jordy. <laughs> <sighs> Poor Jordy. Yeah, Jordy gets, he gets kicked around a lot. He gets sidelined a bit. Gets tortured a lot, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Poor dude. I do love that when Hugh is like, I'll take you to the door and that's it. Like, right. man, Worf and Riker just deliver a double dose of stink guy as they walk by him. <laughs> yeah. Like all the emotion that yeah. Picard is not showing, they, they just show, unleash yeah. <laughs> with their eyes. Jonathan Frakes earning a paycheck in this episode <laughs> yeah. with yes. like little to do. He really did try to sell. He did. Like- he, mm-hmm. I mean, he does it better than anybody else. I have nothing really to do, but like, I brought Grimace now. Like, he does yeah. it. He really does <laughs> like, tries. Phaser, yeah. uh, really try oh, now. God, when he tries to get re- away from those Borg, that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm a tree. <laughs> um, Data Picard. Yeah, Hugh should have saved Jordy, not Data. Mm-hmm. No reunion at all. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, sure. so um, the fight starts. And to your point, Bobby, uh-huh. this whole fight. Uh-huh. Picard is just like, oh my stars! Oh, <laughs> right. oh, there's, oh, this is quite the melee happening around me. Oh, oh my! Left, right, cross shot, back to me. <laughs> he should right. have been oh. popping or running around, pulling tubes just out of necks. Tubes left and right, <laughs> just yes. popping or... up behind. <laughs> <laughs> he pops up. Or, you know, like Two-tubes. grab the weapon of the thing that just like fell dead. Grab the weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Luke, John Luke during the fight is literally the John Travolta Pulp Fiction meme. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's John yes. looky looky everywhere yep. do nothing to help uh, your people or that time oh, that Ben oh, Carson oh. and Trump are coming on stage at the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's that they, they announced the 
from the debate uh, like debates. <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago. That reminds me of the. Uh, that's what the John Travolta thing reminds me. Yes. of. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's just like yeah. they're like standing in the hallway. Like what? Oh, oh it's yeah. your turn. I totally forgot who Ben Carson was until you said Ben Carson. He <laughs> 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 oh, was a public God. figure. Yeah. yeah. Why does he just stand there? What the fuck is the I point feel so of shooting? Sorry. What is the point of even shooting that scene? Like that because angle. Like, what is the point? Kind of cut back to what he's doing. You just want to should have grabbed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or grabbed a Borg arm and like used it like a shotgun. Like he just grabs it. Oh, that would have been yeah. so fucking badass, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Borg you. With a Borg. Yes. I don't know if the Borg's still attached or if he rips the Borg's oh, arm off. Oh, he just like ripped off some pieces and put them on him because he remembers how to use them. <gasps> yeah. Like Lacoucius is back. <laughs> Do we get some Terminator vision? Oh, God. Like, no. shoots one shot that ricochets yeah. and hits all the Borg. Yeah, that'd be cool. I feel like my memory is that they go, they, they like, show some fight scene, go back to Picard, show some fight scene, go back to Picard, show Pretty some much. fight scene, go back to Picard. Like, they at do. least, at least, <laughs> at least three. It's, I, it's I, twice. At least there's, it's just twice. <laughs> it feels like three. There's the wide shot when it first happens, and then some stuff happens, and then they cut back to a close-up of him just looking at But the wide eyes are so I bad. I believe you that <laughs> it's, like it's two. Deer's ha- deer headlights. But it feels like more. It, it feels, feels like, like six. Um, but if you <laughs> say it's two. <laughs> so wait, now Cameron said something earlier that I, now I'm unclear. I thought that the underground Borg just were there in that scene because they came with, they decided to come with and like hang out in the background and then jump in. Does Hugh, is Hugh, he just shows up to like, be in the background and then jump out, right? He's not hanging out with the Borg day to day, right? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I think decides. he disconnected from the disconnectors. Cam, Cam said something earlier that he's like, well, how come they can't tell that he's disconnected? But uh, because he's well, not, like, right. He's not connected. That's how. <laughs> I know. No, I thought that you thought he was still hanging around the Borg and then going underground to hide during the day. Well, when he's at the meeting, that's, I was like, why is he just watching this meeting? And then they play it like he decides to interact as opposed to, it feels like there's that's a scene what, missing where they decide to follow Riker and Worf and join, yeah. Probably is. Plus, yeah. plus the whole, like, how are you getting the tortured Borg and bringing him down? Like, yeah. are you guys in underground? Or are you just, yeah. is this a clubhouse that you go to a couple hours well, a day and then you're yeah. just with the Borg the rest of the time? Their underground is a nursing home for Borg that yeah. d- They that get need- the broken <laughs> Borg from the pile of broken Borg that Borg just throws out the- <laughs> Like down a chute? Yeah, a trash chute. Well, they're down in the sewers and they just flush the Borg and down the collection. The same way Splinter found the Ninja Turtles. It would have been mm-hmm. way better if like Hugh came out from behind Worf and Riker, who were like, oh shit. Like, and then Hugh just like jumped over them, was like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would have made more sense. Then he'd be like, oh, Hugh's in the scene, and he could have round kicked some motherfuckers, and then maybe Picard <laughs> been like, let's go, Hugh, and they'd be like, tag team. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh. They grab been like, fists yeah. like Arnold and yeah. Carl Weathers, rest right. in peace. <laughs> oh, Carl yeah. Weathers. But it was oh, confusing yeah. because Hugh is just suddenly there behind them. They could have shown them arriving. It would have been good. Um, yeah. But we get... Uh, Data and Lore's final confrontation. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, I do. I love Lore. I think he was a great character. In the end, I kind of feel bad for him, right? He like he had a bad dad. He had a bad upbringing. He had a bad plan in this one, and a bad, yeah, plan. bad plan. Like I, it just what wasn't was his plan. Like, I don't not know. A good plan, and it yeah. fell apart the minute, like <laughs> so quickly. I I like this idea of Lore not having an idea of what to do with his life. And he's like wandering aimlessly. And then he finds these Borg and is like, I will lead them to what I don't know. Like if he was having some sort of like 
crisis of 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 identity with all this but yeah they did not have time to explore any of that with with Um, this episode he tells he tells data without me you'll not feel emotion again and i don't know why (laughs) like i'm like why does we know that there's an emotion chip that it can be created right why does data say i know i know i'll never feel emotion (laughs) if i kill you i guess you're right Based on uh, representations of the emotion chip, we know there are like six emotion chips because it looks different right. every damn time. Every <laughs> time, without fail. Yeah. yeah. It grows in size between oh, season seven huge. and generations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one looks like Pac-Man. <laughs> Little yeah, Pac-Man. Does, tiny. Does. I think this is the yep. smallest one we ever see. Like yep. This is dramatically smaller than any other emotion chip. Well, we it see. was broken. This was the broken and, one. Yeah. It's funny because, like, yeah, you shot me right in the emotion chip, apparently. <laughs> yeah. like, in my finger? You shot me right in the feels. Yeah. I don't think the yeah. emotion chip's in his finger, is it? Is he, I don't know. Just the, the finger button. is the remote yeah. control. Yeah. I think yeah. we saw him insert it, like, in the back of his neck or something, yeah. right? So I don't know why this shot, the one thing it damaged, the thing yeah. it damaged most on lore was this emotion chip. I mean, they missed an opportunity by not just having him walk out carrying Lore's head by the hair. (laughs) I mean, it was all set up there. Just, you know, off it comes. We know how easy the head comes off. Yeah. So, And that might have justified them all accepting his 180. So he's like, oh, JJ, good to have you back. Glad you're not trying to kill us anymore. Like, no questions (laughs) asked. Data walks out with Laura's head. He's like, there could be only one. Oh, yeah. shit. Yes. Only one Spiner. <laughs> Do you like the Lord Data kind of resolution, or would you have rather seen something that was more conflicting? Oh, it was or... all right. I like the shot of Data over. It was an interesting shot of Lore yeah. face down and, and Data over. Yeah. I mean, that's where I, I was like kind that. of feeling bad for him. Like, Yeah. It did feel very final. It felt yeah, it very felt, final. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This episode would have been so much better in a more modern context. If they made sure. it on a newer show, would have been, yeah. the stakes would have been higher. It would have been better. Brother yep. v. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. A real civil lore. Did, yeah. Did they in the original? <laughs> God damn it. That's the, there's a title. There you go, John. You had civil one. You lore, found there it. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did, Civil lore. I don't remember in the seeing this originally where Lore's pupils completely undilate and close down like a camera. Cool. Did you guys? Is that? Did you see that? Was that yeah, part I of the so. remaster, no, is. or is that? No, I think that was always there, but I think it's still a uh, awesome touch. That was pretty. Mm. Cool. Should have gone to like the. Uh, did you see the little Apple screen like when you turn your phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go bomb or a spinning, just like a spinning wheel. Yeah. I thought either they're using the some ball. new technology that just like hit, or they're maybe I missed this before, but I I've never seen like Data's eyes. Peoples do that. They like mm-hmm. they, ah, he yeah. like becomes static, but like Lore's eyes, literally the pupils go into like nothing. No. I need to check Data's that out eyes again. go to the blue screen of death. Yeah. They go. Oh. The blue screens from or Windows. You could get the symbol I got recently, which is the folder with the question mark just oh, pulling no. out in the middle of it. That's oh, the worst. Yeah. Are you using a 2004 iMac? <laughs> uh, I'm using a newer iMac than that, but yeah, no. It's, That's the last time I saw that. Yeah. My my iMac that was like has, on a looks like a lamp. Those ones loved losing their brains. Those ones. I still have man. one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here we are talking about our Macs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should rate this episode. <laughs> well, we we come back and we get a spot sighting. There's spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to have a stinger every time we spot spot. You want to talk about a season. good actor in this episode? Fucking spot. That oh. cat fucking crushes it. Brent Spiner hated that cat. Really? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he hates cats. Yep. Hates with yeah. a passion. It's a good thing that he is an actor. Um, <laughs> it's a good thing that Riker was in, in this scene because the cat would have been attacking. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> I like that the scene starts with uh, Data's got a chip on the desk and then Jordy comes in with a chip on his shoulder. Oh. There was some nice. Yeah. I thought I thought LeVar did a great job playing yeah. this. Like, you know, he's clearly he's forgiven his friend, but there's still something there. Yeah. He's he hasn't forgotten this yet. They no. cut a scene right after that where Guinan comes in with some chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. They, they, I can see doing that. right after that. It's a hundred percent a Guinan move. Three yeah, chips. Where Data feels uh like angry and it slams his fist down on the table and we get a boondock saints reenactment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this could have been a, a really sweet, uh, quick poker scene between some people. They could have they could have cleared up oh, like that could have been fun. Poker chips? Yeah. 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 Some yeah. poker yeah. chips. Although maybe it's better that this the, it ends with kind of Jordy and Data. It's sweet. And it turns out Wes has been on the ship the whole time. He's just in the corner <laughs> eating chips ahoy. Oh, my God. Oh. How many of these do you have written down? Uh, do you want me None. to keep bantering? Like, <laughs> I don't want you to like, uh, God, uh, mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want your chips to become stale. Ooh. Mm. Mm, the cat gets up, starts chasing. Oh, never mind. All right, let's rate this episode. Ch -ch -ch Chip and Dale. Chip and, something about Chip and Dale. Um, oh, never mind. Chip and right. Dale. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Jordy does stop him from just blasting that ring box off the counter. Yeah, right like, next to his cat. Yeah. yeah. He's just about to blast, like, shoot his phaser directly into his <laughs> coffee table or whatever. <laughs> Jordy's like, no, save that so you could torture me again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying that this was an intentional setup for Generations, maybe? I that mean, if they knew they were making Generations? I know that they were doing it. I still don't know if it was an intentional setup. This seems mm. so disconnected from that movie, even though they obviously do the whole emotion chip thing in that. I I don't think so. Yeah, and yeah. everything I, I did research on doesn't connect this to because the writers and everybody was, like, not prepared to, like, okay. they, I don't think they, they, I think maybe this led to some thinking thoughts but not okay I, I don't know yeah well, i mean we've definitely seen tng set up some things that do not mm -hmm. get paid off so they do like yeah. to leave breadcrumbs having no idea where they might yep. go yeah jordy's visor the breadcrumbs are with the stale chips you know mm -hmm. yeah. well, let's rate this we're all oh right <laughs> well let's let's hear from our twitter opinions okay. real quick steve sinisera says honestly my favorite second part of any tng two-parter wow Oh no! He does go on to he does go on to clarify that he views best of both worlds as one yeah, full episode, episode, so not a two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, our Crusher Stan, of course, says a solid nine. Eight of that is for Beverly. I honestly cared more for Beverly's whole B plot than the A plot with Lore and the Borg. I mean, Captain Crusher taking the Enterprise into the sun, badass. It was the mm -hmm. better plot in the episode. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Jesse over at Open Pike Night says, as much as it pains me, probably a six. Hard to ignore Jordy being sidelined for a story he should be front and center in. Yeah. Partially agree for all the reasons we said, but I will say, I like, other than Brent Spiner and uh, Gates McFadden, I mean, LeVar probably had the most meat to chew in this scene. Like, the story of them on the boat was good. All of him talking to Data I thought was really good. Uh, he, he had some good emotional baggage to to carry. Yeah. No. LeVar's it's, the best in this this whole episode, in my opinion. He's the best yeah, I, of it I all. I thought it was really good. Well, except for... Data playing lore specifically, but not, I mean, yeah. Brent Spiner Lore's playing lore, great. but yeah. I thought Gates was excellent in this episode yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then like a rolling Spock says top five episode for me. Oh, Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's well, we'll get to the ratings here in a bit, Bobby. Okay. See what oh, people have to say. I'm ready. I got a list of some things we can rate it on. Yeah. Uh, lab test gerbils. 
uh, one to ten of those. One to ten phased Ketion pulses. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Acupuncture pins stuck in Jordy's head. One hmm. to ten. Four garage door openers. <laughs> um, metaphasic shield callbacks. This is the second one. I guess it's a list of one to two. Oh, bent back fingernails. Yeah. That's good. Oh, Hoses. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where I'm going. My last. Oh, well, chips. Oh, we could do chips. No, it's okay. I think the final. I think you're onto it. I think the final one is number of hoses ripped out of Borg necks. Number of hoses. Yeah. Well, I was going to say how many uh, uh, Borg Picard is thinking about fighting. <laughs> oh. yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I, I got to go. I got to go fingernail. How many fingernails would you pull back to watch this episode <laughs> again? Because we've got oh, 10 of them. It goes up to 10. I don't want to pull one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Let's just like let's Bobby. just let's... like break all the hearts right away. I think I gave uh, part one five, if I remember correctly. I think so. I believe Which so. I think is better than this. And I was going to give it a three, except today's conversation sold me on Jordy and Gates McFadden. And I'm I'm going to bump it up to a four, but it's still four. Okay. I mean, right. Gates McFadden yeah. and I'm worse. sorry, like LeVar and Gates crush it. So I would give them an eight or nine, two on that, but it's the whole episode. So I got to give it a four overall. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Cameron. Uh, well, like you, I think I've shifted my opinion, but I was coming in thinking it was going to be just a little bit lower than part one, which I think I gave an 8.5. I, I was I was thinking in the seven to eight range for this. Um, but I think my second watch in our discussion has convinced me of some issues, and I don't think it's going to be as revisitable as I thought. But I did enjoy the first one. I, I, I like it. I like the episode. So it's a solid six. I agree with Jesse for me. It's a six. Uh, mm-hmm. Cameron, I think you're right. I think it's a six. Oh, because yeah, the, it's crazy how much of a drop off a second watch. Like it was probably yeah, probably a seven point five or an eight when I watched it the first time, and then just watching it closely really falls apart. No, no, Jordy Hugh reunion at the end. Yeah. No, yeah, just like the like the competency porn. It just fools you into thinking it's like oh, this shooting the sun. Like it <laughs> fools you the first time into thinking it's exciting, and then you watch it again, and it's not exciting and they and all the sciencey answers are just a little too convenient and easy and hand wavy uh so yeah i think six is the right answer mm-hmm. um how you feeling uh julian hey uh i i'm a i'm a four or five on this one 4.5 it's mm-hmm. uh it's not good um <laughs> the the first time i watched it a few weeks ago i fell asleep i took my nap <laughs> ahead of time uh, today to make sure I stayed awake <laughs> for this watch. Podcaster, folks. Uh, and, and I feel bad because I love TNG and I'm, I'm usually a sympathizer. I'll try to find the good in anything, but I really don't like this episode. No. Um, no. It's not very good. Yeah. 4.5. John, even though a, a half a finger being pulled back sounds oh. even worse than a full fingernail, like just it's splitting down the middle. Yeah, like splits right Ooh. down the middle. So you only, yeah, yeah. that's happened. Ugh. That's happened. John, even though your score will be shot in a laser into the sun or whatever, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's impressive how boring this episode is to watch. <laughs> like, there are good parts to it, but it is, it, it does not hold your attention. If it's, it's not the first really time weird. you've seen it, and yeah, it's super weird, yeah, and I'm gonna give it a five. Like, yeah, it's just there are some good, there are some good parts. It's fun to see individual performances, but man, is it a boring episode to watch? And that's a feat for TNG. Like, mm-hmm. rarely, 
rarely do I think, no, I don't want to watch this again because it's boring. More like, wow, this is a, I know this is a top pile of crap. I'm not going to watch this again, but <laughs> it's not boring at least. It's just. I was surprised when I found myself being bored the second time. And I was like, maybe it's just me. But mm-hmm. no, after talking to you guys, I'm like, no, I think it is actually a boring episode once you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rob, may I offer, uh, John, we're going to disassemble your ants, your rating so it can never be put together again. Thank you. you. No. To, That's uh, it. Yes. No. I knew I was missing something. <laughs> um, IMDb rating is 7.7. So, yeah, okay. I think these people all watched it one time. <laughs> yeah. Well, over on Twitter also, our our Twitter folks, 29% gave a 9 or 10, almost a third of them said a 9 or 10. Most people, 42% said 7 or 8 for this one. Yeah. 26% gave it a 5 or 6 and then only 3% gave it a 4 or lower. Yeah, I think I would implore those people not to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I would say like did did they like read the poll, go watch it and read it also like I, I say go watch the episode again. They were probably <laughs> pulling from their memory and remembering like yeah. oh lore, data chips, crusher flying yeah, the enterprise. Exactly. Like there's big things that I'm sure will stick with me and go like oh yeah, yeah. that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. but I mean I wonder if like 50% of the IMDb people rated it in like 2002 or something. Uh, right. I'm sure, curious yeah. to look yeah. at like the ratings when they were rated, but yeah, I wonder how many, what percentage of the ratings on IMDb are like as soon as IMDb offered public ratings and they yeah, they shut them down. They're not even taking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I always uh, respect what people think, but I'm I'm always a little bit, especially like an episode like this, a little bit like, come on, Twitter people. Like, I know I'm not live on Twitter very much, and I don't really participate, but like, this does not want me to like this does not make me want to. <laughs> You need to like at Rugger Blue and like say like this is why I was like I need some like conversation pieces uh, because I need to know why you actually did this and I'm happy to like engage more on Twitter but when I log back into Twitter once a month there's like nothing there and that's on me I get it but I'm imploring you now like if you at Rugger Blue me and say this is why I will respond I'm gonna log on every day for the next two weeks and I will debate or banter and try and be a better me but you gotta explain this folks like these ratings are a little nuts i'll help you get your engagement bobby oh no can you tell bobby blue at rugger blue uh <laughs> what you like about this episode in a gif that you should get oh, okay yeah if you really want feedback bobby i'm gonna give out your home address right now uh yeah you know. <laughs> sure go to bobby's house and yell at her about this episode. here's my here's my the the email account i use personally a lot it's called bobby underscore blue at yahoo.com i still use it it's like my go-to thing send all of your thoughts there fucking love yahoo don't you guys yeah there are still yeah i've still got my original i've never had a yahoo sorry i should have said hotmail okay hotmail i mean msn.com what what do you want to say i mean geo cities (laughs) actually i did have that was my first uh email account yahoo but shut down now well go ahead send them there bobby underscore blue (laughs) yahoo.com I'm sure I could recover the email. I think, mine, I think mine is kingdork at yahoo.com. Aww. I, I think that's true. Man, you got yourself really young at life. Nice. You like understood yeah, yourself. Good. Not even yeah. King Dork 16? <laughs> no, I think I got King Dork. Nice. Wow. wow. That's good impressive. Wow. Oh, okay. Anyway, I digress. Julian. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Julian, tell us more about Strange New Pod or you and where people can find you or anything else you have to promote. Hey, so yeah, I'm I'm not super active individually anymore on, on social media. It's, it's too much. Um, but I am very okay. active 
doing the social medias for Strange New Pod. We are very easy to find. You can find us at Strange New Pod on Instagram, Twitter. We'll never ever call it X hmm. and Threads and strangenewpod.com. Uh, we are live weekly every single Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time over on YouTube. Uh, coming up, I already mentioned, I've lifted the embargo on Tuvix. Ah. It took four <laughs> years, but we're doing it. Um, I regret the decision immediately. And the other episode that I'll plug that we have coming up is a, at the end of the month, we are interviewing the uh, the author, David Mack. He is the writer yeah. of the brand new Star Trek Picard Firewall novel, mm-hmm. uh, which is about how Seven of Nine joins the Fenris Rangers. Uh, a really cool book. We get to talk to him about all of that. going to be a lot of fun. So, Very cool. Yeah. Right. The other thing with Strange New Pod uh, is that we have our third ever podcast festival coming up. It is called The Last Days of Disco. Uh, that is being co-hosted by... Us, along with the Dura Sisters podcast, and nice. as you can tell by the name, we're celebrating everything Star Trek Discovery before its fifth and final season. Uh, registration is open. You could find the link to that on strangerdupod.com and on our socials. So uh, apply if you want to. If you're a podcaster that wants to take part, we want to hear from you. Very cool. Recent nice. guests on Green Shirt, the Dura Sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty rad. They are very rad. Yeah. Yep. And if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, at GreenShirt87, will find us there. On Facebook, uh, GreenShirt Podcast. And if you want to hear Cam and I talking more Star Trek, you can check out Open Pike Night, where we're uh, talking about Strange New Worlds as well. And we just had our first call from Bobby, which makes Rob the uh, Gamma (laughs) of this uh, podcast now. Yeah. Or the alpha. Maybe it makes me the only one too, import- too important to chime in. You're too mm-hmm. cool. I don't have time for that. I'm much too important. But why uh, it matters about chiming in is Open Pike Night is a call-in themed podcast. And so we will uh, check us out at openpike.com or at Open Pike pretty much on every social. And you can lend your voice to talk about our interviews, our episodes, uh, whatever we're talking about that week. And you can get green shirt merch at shirtnerdery.com slash green shirt. Don't forget to look for Open Pike Night on Truth Social, too, because that, that podcast is very right wing. So go over there. Find them over there. I started to count for them. Uh, that'd be a good prank. That'd be a good prank. <laughs> uh, what are we watching uh, next, next? next? Next week, we are watching Liaisons. Liaisons, not lesions. Nope. Okay, that would be a different episode. A fatal attraction type vibe I'm getting, and then hearing you guys talk about Picard was going through a divorce, so maybe the episode is all about like Picard just hitting on every woman Picard. Patrick Stewart was going through the divorce, but the episode is about Picard just hitting on every woman on the Enterprise. That's not what the episode's about. It's about some like fucking computer going haywire on a planet or something, but like just the vibes that Patrick Stewart's putting out like it gets really weird and awkward, and this is like the canceled episode, right? Oh, this is where Picard Maybe. gets too yeah too nasty or gets a little handsy. Oh, yeah, he's just like hands on shoulders and like just smelling hair as he's delivering. He's like lungs. humping Macbeth, like the book he reads at night or something. Yes, like, that's, that's right. Okay, yeah, they had to digitally insert like just chairs in front of his crotch for every shot because it was like erection central. <laughs> They just make Riker step over and his legs like right in front of him. <laughs> well, if 
that happens. I can't figure out a Picard Weinstein uh, portmanteau. That's <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is for the best. Jean-Luc Pick Max? No. Well, don't even Jean-Luc try. Like, Max? Don't no. try. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, joke, you're right. Like... You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, until then, everybody. Go, go, Power Rangers. I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs>